Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the renaming of Boba Fett Starship. <laughs> My name is Michael Basinger. With me are old Gungaloo himself, Brad Polly, Buster Bluth himself, Matt Polly, and together we are the Inglorious Pastors. Glorious Pastors. Uh, if you're um, listening and you're a hater on Twitter, fuck off. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, for yeah. our yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. you! Yeah, if, if you're here to, to, to be an asshole, you go to a Fun church. fact: couldn't give a shit. That yeah. look, that look is a look that can only happen what by the, a this is, uh, right. Who's me. that? That was an ad. Sorry. That look. Well, boy, what well, kind of look a, is that? Is that an ED ad or? I think it. I think it is. Oh, thank God. Oh no, it's Verbo. What? All right, What's that Verbo? It's like Airbnb. Oh, okay. yeah. What's Verbo? What? I I don't know what Verbo is, therefore the question is what's Verbo? It's a terrible name for a company that doesn't explain what they do at all. Like at least Airbnb, like you get the B and B. Okay, it's probably yeah. it stands for uh, stop uh, vacation. It does rentals. Actually, yeah, I think it does. Boats and ostriches. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah. It takes at least two people to fucking ostrich. That yeah, does. <laughs> Top and the bottom, or how's that? How's that work? No, so you gotta watch fucking Letter Kenny. Michael, watch Letter Kenny. I've watched Letter Kenny. Well, watch it again. You, God, you don't absorb anything. I haven't watched all of them yet. But I'm just saying, you don't absorb when you watch something. It literally is like just straight in, straight out, it's and funny. then you move on to the next. It's thing. good. <laughs> it's good. I'm not gonna com- dedicate my life to Letter Kenny quotes. This Sorry. Went so fucking awkward, bud. <laughs> Proof. Uh, what are we doing? Well, what are we drinking? I'm drinking something. Uh, it's I, liquid, I don't know. Liquid gold. I'm drinking a pretty mediocre beer, the uh, Clown Shoes Mango Kolsch. And I'm drinking something yeah. else. I don't know what that it's is. It's all right. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, what are you drinking? Uh, hydrogen dioxide. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. That's... Can you figure that out, Michael? No, sorry. Dihydrogen monoxide. Yeah, it's dihydrogen monoxide. What do you drink? What is that? Fucking water, it's Michael. Water. H2O. Dihydrogen Dihydrogen monoxide. meaning two hydrogen molecules. Oh, gotcha. One hydro- one oxygen molecule. Put them together and you get water. Are they just tears? No, it's fucking water, Michael. Why, what, are you are you quitting drinking on us? No, Michael. I'm What? <laughs> are, you, are you having a... What's going on? There's the look. He's got the look. Just checking up on you. What's going on? You 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 normally have three drinks by now. I don't. I didn't want to drink anything tonight. Okay. I had two beers and two scotches or whiskeys last night. I think I was good. Okay. I'm taking it's a. That's a lot. Taking a few plays off. Boy, that's. And I'm fucking be. depressed, so I'm not sure alcohol's really it's a good idea. Yeah, probably not. a good idea. God. I'm just asking. <laughs> Sorry, no, for, you didn't just. No, you didn't just. I ask. did ask. Yeah. How, what did I do? That's how you asked. Oh my God. Are we married? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Might as well. Might be. as well be. Oh my God. Oh man. This round is on the Pastors Pub. patreoncom slash Podcast. You see, if I lob the ball at you and you don't lob it back, then the game's over, man. <laughs> what ball did you lob it? The Michael? proverbial ball of conversation, man. I gave it to you. I and answered you just, your like, question. Threw your racket down you and said, walked what's away. What's on? You said what's wrong, and I told you. Okay. 
What the fuck? <laughs> what the hell's Epicard? <laughs> yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> White men are upset <laughs> about them changing Boba Fett's starship, God. the name of it. Oh, no. You took the word slave out of it. Yeah. How dare you? They take the name slave off of a fucking toy. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Can I just say that? Did they Michael rename called, it Boba McBoba face? Michael or? called me this morning. When we were I probably driving. went for eight minutes <laughs> on it solid. <laughs> Are you one of the white guys that's pissed? No, 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 no. I'm upset that people are upset. What's oh. hilarious? I don't even know. We were we were talking about work, and somehow within 30 seconds, you were on a rant about I got this. a vent about it, man. <laughs> I don't know how we what got are from they point they, they just changed the Boba Fett starship. That's what they... Oh. They just they just On don't Lego call boxes, it, and so people are just They just don't call it Slave pissed. One. And people are pissed because they're, like, you know, the, Lego, the liberal agenda. Lego maybe doesn't want to be associated well, with Well, it's slavery. not even... Disney said, we don't, we don't want you to put it on your box. So they didn't put it on their box. They used to have um, Slave Leia, too, when she was... Right? They changed that whenever Disney took it over and call it uh, Hut Destroyer or Hut Slayer or something like that. <laughs> Who fucking cares? That was my nickname Let's just school. not... Use the word oh, slave willy-nilly. I was the hut slayer in high school. I bet you were. I was. <laughs> Sounds like the worst black metal band ever. Hut, hut, slayer. Slayer. hut slayer. They're from Norway. <laughs> All right. Uh, Anybody else have any what the fuck's going on? They open for Cannibal Corpse. Uh, no, I mean, I... Uh, no, just the general butt fuckery that you get in this country every day, I guess. Every goddamn day. <laughs> so. Hooray for capitalism. None of us get to see our families. <laughs> yeah. For, for real. Like, we've all we've all had some had some weeks here. Oh my God. Yep. Boy. Just just when I'm like, I don't think I have a cold anymore. Cause I, I just was having a low grade like sickness because I was working so much and not sleeping enough. To like just when I feel like I'm, you know, I'm still blowing my nose every ten minutes or whatever. But whenever I feel like I'm I'm good, it's like all right. Here's a couple two ten hour days. <laughs> so you get sick. You get sick when you work. Oh, too much. I get sick. I just, yeah. I just contemplate eating myself into a garbage compactor. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and I generally get depressive or angry, depending yeah. on my mood. That, or both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> One than the other. All right. Well, let's let's go on to let's just say the lighter air at the factory is blue. <laughs> I bet right now. Like jazz? No. 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 <laughs> I don't get it. Blue. Oh my god. <laughs> I have to exp- this this podcast is blue. Blue. I don't get it. You never heard that phrase? Blue comedy? <clears throat> oh, what does that mean? I have I have dirty. heard I have heard dirty. blue dirty. comedy. Dirty. So the air He's working blue. So the air blue. is dirty. Yes. Oh, okay. Wait, anytime I get a call, I yell motherfucker as loud as I can pretty much. In the while you're working, pretty much. Oh man, I bet you're just a delight to work with. <laughs> mm-hmm. My goal is to get them not to be too afraid to call me for anything. <laughs> uh, won't take long. Very zen. <laughs> Fuck zen right now. I don't. Like I said, just trying not to eat myself into a compactor. All right. Yeah, it'll do that. You're listening to <laughs> on the bright side. Wow. This is going to be bright side a short itself. fucking no, I have a good I one. I have a great one. I don't have anything. So. Oh, yeah. What was the one you, you right, told let's us? Let's see about. yours first. Do you have one? I, I mean, oh, I do. So work's been a fucking nightmare. So I was perfectly expecting to like not show up with anything for this. 
like tonight. You know what I mean? Like, and then you got off like at a reasonable hour. I did. Like I actually got. And what was great about that, and that's related to this, is uh, I got to go to Miles's. Miles has Taekwondo. Or Taekwondo. Sorry, it's not Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Uh, practice. He just started it uh, like a couple, like a month and a half ago or something. A month ago, <clears throat> and. So he, uh, I got to, he has it on Tuesday and Thursdays. Those are almost, for some reason, almost always my longest days of the week. So I just never get there to go with him, like to yeah. watch or whatever, you know, to support him. And so today I got to, and he got his white belt today. That's awesome. I got to blow my nose. And so, so like a little bit. Okay. So like, <laughs> I know it's just a white belt and it's just, I mean, who cares? Got to start somewhere. It was cool. Like he was, he was really proud. Like every black belt started as a white belt. He so. actually didn't know that that was happening tonight. Like because yeah. usually they have like for the other belts they'll have like test days where you go in and you do your tests mm-hmm. to see if you pass to get the next belt up or whatever. Well, he, so he was expecting that at some point, and he got pulled aside by one of the instructors, and they put him through the test, and he passed. What's the test? It's like a series of moves and stuff yeah. that they have to do, like in a particular order and they were looking for like your punches to be mm-hmm. correct, your, your, uh, blocking to be correct, mm-hmm. like in your, in your posture. Once to make, want to make sure that you get the basic yeah. principles of what's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> and so he did it and he, he gets really super nervous about that stuff. So it's probably good that they didn't tell him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that the first belt or yeah, it's the first belt. So like you start out, you don't have a belt and you have to go to a certain amount of classes. Um, pants then, are always falling down and you've got to learn, one through ten in Korean mm-hmm. is one of the things for that uh, yellow belt. It's one through twenty, I think. Um, and there's a certain few things like sayings and stuff that they're supposed to learn and all this. And anyway, and then he did the test and he passed and he got it. He was just so proud. Like I am one with the forest and the forces with the him. yeah. The, the look on his face was just priceless, man. It was great. I was so glad I got to be there for that. Um, so it was just yeah, it was a good night. Nice. Yeah. All right. So Diggory's birthday was yesterday. He turned uh, eight years old, otherwise known as Puddle Glen. Um, so I need <laughs> for those in the know. I, I need to I need to set this up because there's a lot of setup to understand how this could possibly happen, but it, it does happen. Um, so you guys have known Diggory since birth, you yep, know? Yes. You, yeah. You, yeah. Forever. You've Biggest known head his head. You've ever seen on his entire existence. <laughs> yeah. You've known him. Yeah. He was literally a ball. Yeah. Oh man. He was a he big was, old butter ball. He was, yeah, he he was, was turkey dance. on Thanksgiving he was morning. Ball. He was, he was dense. <laughs> he was. Yeah, man. He's still pretty, pretty stout and just yeah. like stronger than you would think he is. But <laughs> man, anyway, so, um, I need to set up the social dynamic of when we get together. So, so listeners want to understand why he would, why this would be a thing. So whenever us three, when we get here, like whenever we get together as families, it's all together. And there's always, right. you know, other families mixed in. Casey's, yep. um, Lucas has been, Michael yeah. Monkton's been, mm-hmm. just random neighbors yeah, popping in right. and out. So uh, adults are typically together and kids are typically together. Right. Kind of together, but separate. Like, if you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the kids are playing. Yeah, yeah they're and all doing their thing. Yeah. And it happens mostly at, um, at Matt and Beth's house. So because this is Matt and Beth's house, Beth tin typically interacts with the kids a little bit more to set boundaries and stuff like that. You mm-hmm. stay out of that room, you know, just, just general things. So today, Diggory was today, today's year old, years old, when he found out that Matt and Brad are not married. <laughs> what? He thought 
that you guys were married no. and that Miles <laughs> was both of your sons. <laughs> I swear to God. Wow. He thought <laughs> he thought that well, that's that this fucking fantastic. This house it's is Beth's house and that Beth isn't married and that <laughs> Miles doesn't have, or not Miles, Jude and Elijah. Elijah is, is Beth's other son. They don't have a dad. <laughs> and the, you two live together at Miles' house. Oh, my God. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, how did that even fucking come up? So Sarah had told him that, that um, when Brad moved, he moved closer to Matt. And it really threw Dickory for a loop. <laughs> So he knew, and, and then apparently Mandy is just an, one of our friends. <laughs> I was just going to ask, yeah. what's Mandy? She's just like a, she's just like a person one, from the block. She's people coming so in. So Elijah and Jude are bastards. Yeah. Amazing. And that Miles yeah. is your son. You, you're, amazing. You're, you're wow. your son together. So. Well, that just, that's just it was fantastic. Fantastic. It was just like an unfurling of layers of like, <laughs> how on earth could he have thought that? And then, like, it makes, why would he not think that? So, and he was totally cool. That's the great thing is he was totally cool with it. He was like, didn't treat Miles any differently. No, he didn't no. It was just, just normal. Wow. That is unbelievable. Miles yep. and his two dads. Yep. <laughs> Matt. Matt and Brad. God, they look alike. That's weird. <laughs> well, you know, people get married and they start looking like each other. <laughs> That's incredible, yeah, man. Yeah, it was. It was the Sarah's like, I'm dead right now. She was at the park with him. It was texting me all this, like, oh my gosh. So that's pretty great. All right, well, uh, let's do. Uh, we should hug next time we're around. <laughs> oh, and hold hands. Oh my God. He'll 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 I'll freak out. Fucking, will, I'll feed see, you. I fucking, told you. I'll feed you grapes and shit. <laughs> oh my gosh Alright, uh, ready for Gary Busey Actually, no, I'm not going to fucking do that That's gross yeah, It's pretty gross yeah. It's pretty gross yeah. it's Laws against that shit sure. Well, we're in Martinsville So maybe not That's <laughs> fair Man, my music is fucked up right now <laughs> With Gary Busey S- Cell phones don't swim Thanks. Thanks, Gary. Mm-hmm. Nope, sure don't. We, we got to get a cameo. <laughs> we got it so long overdue. I know. I can't believe we fucking <laughs> haven't done it yet. It's only 300 bucks, man. I know. I can, but here's the thing. We've had enough people <laughs> pony up for the extra shit. That yeah, we, can... we, we, ha- we have, like, we just keep buying expensive shit. <laughs> And so we're perpetually, well, some years, some we're perpetually yeah, we're some perpetually at like breaking like a certain number and never have enough to save up for like <laughs> live events. Like we're currently drinking the next yes, live event. Yeah, we're drinking the next live event. So this is a problem. So up your up your pledges, people. Uh, so we can buy even more expensive whiskey. No, I won't tell Matt and Brad, and then we'll just secretly get a uh, a nest egg. Build up going. that nest yeah. egg. Oh, man. We need to go. Uh, I like how the solution. We need to was get to, a budget. I like how the solution was to ask for more money instead of drinking less. Yeah, 
I mean, see, you're chipping in tonight. Yeah, I'm doing my part. You Dude, we've got so much fucking like booze. Dude, in we've we can't. You don't even have enough booze. We have so much booze at this house. We have to have it on a secondary location. Yeah, we do. It's like a vault. Yeah, it's really. We've really got is. A, it's, it's, Michael has his own whiskey vault. Like, we're like, it's like fucking Yucca Mountain, man. No, we it's keep... literally in the boxes that you gave them to me, and and they're just sitting in my bedroom on the floor, <laughs> so, collecting dust. So, bring some. There's no room. But where do I want? Where do I put it? Look at this shit. It's a problem. There's literally no fucking room. We need an intervention. Somebody wants to perform an intervention or on us. Somebody wants to come up here and help us Just drink it. Drink all the booze. We need to have a rager here. Just but only with the boxes at my house can we. <laughs> the, the other stuff is higher end. We need to yeah, hold on is. to that. Um. All right. What do we? Do? Let's do music time. Here we go. Music time. There's nothing more. Three white guys like more than two Philosophize about why they're right About the things they like. really thirsty I'm sure it is From can't imagine why really thirsty out He's like, really thirsty in here There's raps and riffs The three white boys think oh, you should know Pretty, pretty tacky <laughs> Enjoy the show Music time. Music time. What do you got, Matt? Sorry, I was doing something else. Um, <laughs> uh, Tyler with Creator. Yeah, Tyler with exactly. The I knew it. That's exactly. Um, this dude's at the top of his game, man. It's a good his, album. His last three albums have been just. Yeah, I listened to this one. Solid. Uh, the album is called "Call Me If You Get Lost." The song is "Corso." As in Lee Corso? Yes. Maybe. God damn it. It's a good time. <laughs> you see, on this hit stage tonight, it's something legendary. It goes by the name of the creator. It's you. You call him Tyler Bowler. Look, I've been talking that fresh shit. I don't need gum. Cookie crumbs in the rolls. Never know we crumbs. He ain't talked to his bitch in three days. It ain't gotta be this way. I'm down yeah. for the threesome. Yeah. I might buy a boat. Yeah. Depends if Capri got space, don't really need one. Yeah, it's a good album. I need to listen to it again. Find another nigga like me, cause I ain't seen him. Pull up in that, uh, whatchamacallit. Played a couple demos at Madison Square Garden. Boy, that bass is so thick. It's with two C's. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's fucking a great album. It is, yeah. There are three or four rappers right now that are just killing it, and he's one of them. How did I end up on the album for Shaft? Uh, we talked about it last week, I think. Was that last week? Yeah. Eight years ago. I oh, remember. yeah, I wanted to play it, and I couldn't because we get shut down. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the artist is called Green Tea Peng. Yeah, it's a good album. You listen to this album? I did. I've been meaning to talk to you about this one mm-hmm. and send it to you, and I yeah. just haven't. Green Tea Ping? <laughs> P-E-N-G. Green Tea Peng. 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 Uh, the album is called Man Made. I, I don't know how to... I don't. I don't even know how to idea. classify it. No it's, it's it's man-made. It's like hip hop. It's soul. It's reggae. It's ra- like it's it's great. This song's called "Suffer." It's a really good bop. Sacco. It's called "Suffer." <laughs> Spirals. You suffer. I suffer. You suffer. I suffer too. You suffer. I suffer. You suffer. I suffer with you. You suffer, I suffer, you suffer, I suffer too 
You suffer, I suffer, you suffer, I suffer with you. Tears are falling Ooh, from that base. my eyes. Yep. I ain't got no answers. I it's a good album. It is. I need to go back to I mean, it's again. solid it's top to like bottom. Yep, that is Green Tea Ping. Green Tea Ping. Yeah, love it. Great album. Man Made is the name of the album. All right, so I've I've, I've got a backlog here. <laughs> um, several that like I have. I have to some, the surprise of literally no one. Yeah, I've got I got a bit of a backlog. Um, so I just want to make sure you're okay. So um, I'm gonna do a few. So. You well, don't I've like got, it. I'm gonna do one more too. Right, right, cool. Let me let me let me run you through this ride, and then we'll we'll go we'll circle back. Um, so the first one is uh, I am very much uh, music in terms of moods and yeah, in terms of sure. the lyrical content can affect how I feel. Yeah. Um, so this first one is one I found a few, few weeks ago. Keep playing it. It's called A OK by Ty Verdes. Um, it's called. That. I love okay. Verde salsa. <laughs> yes, it's good. Verde salsa, the best. It's good. I make my own tomatillo verde salsa. a real poppy song which is fun he's got another song that i wasn't gonna play but i'm gonna add it just because this is this is for brad here he goes this is for brad okay i don't want to tell my mom i smoked this weed <laughs> i don't want to tell my daddy call me weak I don't want to be the blackest of the sheep Missing their call every single week I don't want to say But sometimes I do drugs <laughs> Just ones that change my mind up Drugs Can't find us If you think I'm gone I'm just doing drugs ones Just ones that change my mind up Not hard ones Just ones that change my, change my mind up um, so just just fun fucking music. That's the music. best musical troll I think we've ever had. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, then uh, this one um, I, I talked to you guys about. Um, John Foreman's album came out yeah. months ago. I didn't think it was great, and then I listened to it in the wake of Steve Austin, and it just kicked my ass. I want to play uh, part of the, the last song, which is called Last Words. Show. But I'm 
Um, and then mm. last one is Hobo Johnson's back. Finally. Thank God. So I'm going to, I'm going to play this till Matt's ready to kill me. Why so. do I not? Well, might as well stop now. <laughs> Already ready to kill you. Hobo Johnson. I freaked out because I knew what they meant and then it clicked in my brain and then my brain got bent and at that moment I thought. That I should go to Jordan's house. <laughs> As I leave, not a second too late, I think I hear a man breaking into my gate, and then I think, man, now I should really go to Jordan's house. <laughs> Jordan's house. Jordan's house. Jordan's house. Is this guy for real? <laughs> He's played him before. Yeah. Why do I not remember yeah. that? I love it. With my heartbeat bruising, my ribs and my lungs aren't working, and now nothing could stop me from getting to Jordan's house. <laughs> now I'm a tiny desk and I'm concert for NPR. Did he really? I'm annoyed about this Mitsubishi Eclipse. I put the pedal to the goddamn floor. <laughs> We're going to Jordan's house. <laughs> All right, that's enough. <laughs> Jordan's house. You gotta listen to the whole song because he does end up at Jordan's house and shit goes down. So, thank Christ. All right. How long could that song be? Uh, it's it's. Let me see. Uh, it's it's three minutes and we're not even halfway in. Boy, it was a long minute. And a Dude, half. you listen to that album and it is just like. How can you listen to that entire album? This Michael? this it's literally the sound of paint drying. No, it's so good. Here's another one. No, dude, this is five songs, man. And then people there did him much harm. Sounds like the last goddamn song. It's a very technical guitar play. (laughs) (laughs) On that song, he he kind of speaks. Uh, a, a verse and then he has a, a gang chorus who sings the exact same <laughs> chorus he speaks oh my god it's just perfect it's it's complete Brian Wilson smiley smile <laughs> shit's going down yeah Brian Wilson super stable individual <laughs> Yo, yeah yeah this is his most unstable <laughs> offering yet I'll save another one for next week. I can't wait. It's called You Need Help. (laughs) I bet it sounds like those other two songs. Yeah, I bet it does too. Well, you want to find out? No, No, I fucking don't. don't. You're not playing six fucking songs, Michael. I might. You never know. (laughs) What do you have? I'm not going to do a second one. So so it's going to be the 30th anniversary of the Black Album. Oh, right. So they're doing... They did a thing called... a Black Album? They're putting out... (laughs) Metallica's putting out a thing called the Metallica Blacklist, and it's literally people's. It's four discs of, of people covering. I saw the St. Vincent's in one of them, right? Yes. Oh, Have you did, heard it? No, I haven't. You're about yet. to hear it. Okay. So uh, Weezer's on here. They cover Inner Sandman. Miley Cyrus is on there. Yeah, she covers Nothing Else Matters along with like 10, oh, ten other shit. people. That's a great song. I mean, it's literally like multiple covers of the same song, but all these 
Cage the Elephant, Idols is on. They, oh, they cover yeah. the God that failed. Okay. Um, anyway, St. Vincent covers Sad But True. Yeah. So does Jason Isbell. <laughs> but here's St. Here's Vincent's. <clears throat> Good to hear that. How about that? Like a, somebody's honking a bicycle horn really slowly. Holy shit. Dude, I'm in. It's the only one I've listened to. They've got a few released so far, but that's the only, the only one I've listened Dude. to. Yeah, I haven't listened to Miley Cyrus one yet. I haven't either. Do that as your third song. Okay. Dude, she makes everything sound sexy as hell. Yeah. Dude, that is... That's up there with the original yeah. version. I mean, it's... Yeah. That's one of the hardest songs they ever fucking made. It is, made. and she made it yeah. very St. Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Here's nothing. I haven't listened to this. This is Nothing Else Matters uh, by Miley Cyrus featuring Watt, Elton John, Yo-Yo Ma, Robert Trujillo, and Chad Smith. Robert, how does Robert Trujillo end up know. in that? Was he playing the bass? Like I don't probably. <laughs> I assume that's Elton. Uh, probably. Yeah. It sounds like his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> God, that's a great riff. God. And Yo-Yo Ma's on this? Give it to me, Miley. Cello, probably. That might be Robert Trujillo. He plays flamenco guitar. Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> that dude just kills bass, man. God, he's so good. So close, no matter how far. Oh, yeah. Six packs a day, bro. That is very Stevie Nicks. Wow, she sounds like Stevie Nicks. What the hell happened? She's always had a really raspy voice, even when she was younger. But yeah, that's her leaning into it for sure. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, I'll listen to some of that. I don't think you can handle all of that in one sitting. Four discs. It's <laughs> yeah. a lot of Metallica. All right, yeah. You've got to keep coming back to that one periodically. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> They're releasing cool. a huge box set, by the way. It's like $240, and you get like, it's like four albums and CDs and, and cassettes. I'd and love fucking to. Lanyards <laughs> Dude, I fucking lanyards. I'd love to see them in concert. I've got to see them. They came to fucking Indy two I years know. ago. We didn't go. I want to sit up in the raft. God, so like, I, I want to be out go, of man. the phrase, but I just want to be able to. I just, I just want to be able man. to be like a 41 year old dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can be there and be safe. Yep. <laughs> I'll have my earplugs in. I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Fuck right. that. I want to see fucking battery live. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. All right, this concludes right. music time. Lock up your fears, dry all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. Into the news feed. Uh, I'm just now realizing I did not prepare my own news article. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure you've got yeah, a, yeah. I'm sure you've got go a nice arsenal so, to choose nah, from. I mean, I've got. Not a whole lot, but uh, this is from Stephanie Rice. Michael's arsenal of bullshit over there. Um, 
Stephanie said uh, this was her backup because she sent us the other one that we did last week. I don't remember what it was. It was something we already did. Um, and this was her backup. She said, please do not explain the ones about vomiting. Um, so flight attendants <clears throat> told us the wildest things they have had to deal with. Ooh. So we're going to avoid the vomiting. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so let me get to the stories. Um, this was the rude. Okay, so um, let me just. Here's a rude story. I was dealing with a medical emergency in flight. We had a passenger layout in the aisle, and a doctor was working on them. I was running back up the aisle with a defibrillator. Defibrillator. There we go. When the passenger who had been next to this poor man had. Uh, being worked on, flagged me down and asked for a Diet Coke. Jesus Luckily, Christ, the doctor's man. wife was nearby and told that lady off the way that I wish I had been able to. <laughs> Good God. People are the How fucking unself-aware do you have to be? Yeah, that's, that's, that is Trump-level yep. not self-aware. Um, sitting in the back with another flight attendant, I saw a woman with two kids. One was around four or five, and the other one uh, was under two. Um, there was only two oxygen masks in the lavatory on any aircraft, which means only two people are allowed in at any time. The woman got to the front of the line and started to walk in the lavatory. I stopped the door from closing, said, Hey, sorry, there are only two oxygen masks in there. Uh, the woman cut me off and said, so what are you just going to watch one of my kids? I said, yes, she wasn't expecting that answer. So she looked up at me, hella pissed, looked at her kids waiting in the lab and then looked back at me she swooped down and picked up the infant so i stepped forward uh for the hand off um and the mom tossed her baby at me <gasps> i was a good few to, a good few feet away from her but luckily i had already been moving forward uh, i just didn't think i would have to receive a child punted by its mother <laughs> i said oh my god caught the child and immediately sat uh in my jump seat, sat in my jump seat and looked at the other flight attendant. She just rolled her eyes at me and said, uh, good thing it wasn't thrown at me because I would have just bounced off. I would have just bounced off my chest. <laughs> the, <floor. laughs> uh, the mom came out. She looked at the child and just walked away, took the child and just walked away. No, thank you. No acknowledgement. The kicker, uh, when I walked through the cabin, maybe 20 minutes later to do a trash ran, I saw that the mom was traveling with her husband. All four of them were wearing matching outfits. Essentially, the mom could have left her small child with the dad. Holy shit. Those poor kids. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it's that bad in public Jesus on a plane, Christ, man. God damn. Um, Boy, I can sterilize people. Yeah, here's another one. Yes, there's people. All should, of people. Every every person. People, there are people that should not be allowed to fucking have kids, man. Yeah. God. On a flight on a flight from Anchorage to San Francisco, two passengers who had just met obviously had too much to drink. During the flight, which thank goodness wasn't full, the woman gave the man a blowjob right there in their seats. Her lipstick smeared all over her face. <laughs> well, that was a that's a hell of a blowjob. Well, yeah, I thought that stuff wasn't supposed to like wash off when it got wet. <laughs> Lipsticks? Yeah. I think it's more from friction than anything, buddy. I, I don't know. I don't know much about lipsticks. Well, 
Stop. No. Stop. No, I'm trying to figure out the no, dynamics no, 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 of no, like. No. Stop. Was she slapping it on her face too? <laughs> like. What are, wow. Stop. Enough. I mean, how would you get it like on the Enough. sides of your mouth and Michael, stuff? Michael, what's like, the next one? I don't know. I'm just trying we to once had a ground delay due to maintenance, which was really long and super frustrating. During these situations, the flight attendants have to be near their doors in case of an emergency. Uh, this gave Mrs. D, our 38D, and Mr. 38E the perfect opportunity to sneak into the bathroom. The problem with being sneaky is that you also need to be quiet, which they were not. Oh. I was the lead flight attendant, so my crew immediately let me know. Uh, when I went to speak to the passengers, they immediately attacked me, swearing and using aggressive body language. So I told them to grab their bags and go. When security arrived, um, they were trying to fake that Mrs. Uh, that the Mrs. was sick and the Mr. was trying to help her, but they were far too late to pretend. As they ha- as they left the flight, uh, it took everything in me not to say, "We're on the ground. You're not in the club." <laughs> yeah, and, doesn't count. Doesn't count. Nope. And, now all you just have is hepatitis and a terrible story. <laughs> an airplane bathroom is the equivalent to a flying house, but good for you, Mr. and Mrs. Thirty Eight D E. Uh, hope your tetanus shots are up to date. <laughs> um, I was once, I had a passenger on a flight from San Francisco to Sydney who had taken too much Ambien or Xanax oh, no. and was peeing mid-flight on other passengers <laughs> in the airplane and the airplane door. He was sleepwalking and thought he was in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Was pissing everywhere. Wow. <laughs> Boy, and that, that is a long ass flight. It is smelling. Where was it from? Just a piss reeker. Um, San Francisco to Sydney. Jesus fucking Christ, dude! That is a <laughs> nineteen-hour like, flight. That's like that is every bit of nineteen hours. Just a piss reeking airplane for like oh, sixty. Oh man! Uh, a passenger with an emotional <laughs> support. Yeah, because it's not going anywhere. No, it's, it's just going to recirculate. <laughs> Just piss particles recirculating. Hot piss. I bet the plane was like humid. <laughs> like a piss jungle in there. Um, a, uh, why is the fog yellow? <laughs> uh, a passenger with an emotional support dog came back to the galley and asked me to hold... Uh, the, the dog's leash while she used the lavatory. While she was in there, the dog had explosive diarrhea all over the floor of the back galley. Uh, Baltimore to San Diego with a three hours oh, left. Oh, my God. Dude, I mean. <laughs> Boy, talk about stench. Oh, my God. I've smelled my oh. dog's farts, man. They're, they're oh. hard to deal with. Boy, yeah. that is their. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. All right, let's get to the weird ones. There's a bu- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leaving some of these out. There just too many of them. On a flight from New York to Dublin, after takeoff, a passenger rang the, the call bell uh, and asked why the TV screen um, said that they were crossing the Atlantic. He was supposed to be on a flight going to Orlando and had ended up on our plane. On another flight from the UK to <laughs> New York, a woman asked if we could crack the window because she was warm. <laughs> Yeah, just I'm gonna go get a tack hammer. You put your head right there. Yeah. 
You'll be plenty cool when you're sucked out the window. How do you end up on a beat? I thought this how, Don't they check your tickets? I, I thought they, they, they scan. They, they do. That's, I don't know how that's possible. He might have bought the wrong ticket. On a number of levels. Or that's they the, gave him the wrong ticket. But I a flight mean, to Dublin, you'd have to go through customs. Yeah. Boy, don't you have to go through customs on yeah, the way there? Yeah. You'd, or is well, it just no, when you no, get there? Customs <laughs> is just when you... Shut up, Michael. Customs is when you uh, get to... But you didn't notice the big red sign that said Dublin? Yeah, that's... Boy, that's... Uh, yeah. All right, here's another one. You guys uh, real dumb shit. <laughs> yes. All right. Did you uh, hear O'Banion flunked again? <laughs> it was his name, O'Banion. <laughs> we finally made it to our destination, Toronto, and got everyone off the aircraft. Uh, oh, wait. This is a multiple paragraph one. I'm going to skip that one. <laughs> I was right in the middle of it. <laughs> segment has been going on Sorry. for 34 minutes. All right, going to Hawaii, all passengers need to fill out the agriculture form to declare if they brought any live animals, plants, meat, etc. into the islands. I brought some meat. This lady didn't have a pen, which is fine. Just ask your neighbors around you and you can borrow one. Instead, she pulled out her red lipstick and started filling out the form. Needless to say, she was upset with me when I gave it back to her to fill out with a blue or black pen. People yeah. are the worst. People are I, the goddamn worst. All right. <clears throat> Thanks, Stephanie Rice, for you. <laughs> this weekend, people are the worst. What do you guys got? Um, a 95-year-old message in a bottle was discovered last week. Yep. The internet found the writer's daughter. Oh, oh wow. Uh Boat captain Jennifer Dowker runs, Dowker. Ship, runs, Never heard of runs shipwreck tours all summer long. That's a cool fucking job. Yeah. I kind of want to... I, I would love to do a shipwreck tour. Wreck yeah. of the Edmund Fitzgerald. I was thinking... A three-hour tour. <laughs> That's one of them. It's not on a lake, though. Yeah. Yeah. I go on a tour and I just sing Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald the whole time until they yeet me overboard. Until they yeet you overboard, <laughs> yeah. Uh... So anyway, she knows uh, all the hidden secrets under the surface of Michigan's waterways, but she was shocked to find a message in a bottle written in 1926. Wow. Um, so was she sending, was... It was a an SOS to the world. <laughs> yes. Uh, she's the owner of Nautical North Family Adventures and was scuba diving in the Sheboygan River. Sheboygan? On Friday to clean Sheboygan. the windows on the bottom of her glass-bottom boat. Oh, that's killer. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. We got We need to go up to the Sheboygan River in wherever the fuck Bumblefuck. Bumblefuck. Near Sheboygan. Bumblefuck. Some something. <laughs> some state. I don't know. Michigan. Probably Michigan or Wisconsin would be my guess. Yeah, probably. Uh. Anyway, she was scuba diving and she found this old-fashioned green bottle and it was about ten feet underwater. It's Heineken. It was no. I mean, it wasn't shaped like Heineken. Was no. it? They've changed their. Anyway, uh, at first, I thought it was just a cool bottle, and then I picked it up. I saw under the water could read the word this in the paper. It was kind of like, holy smokes. I'm sure it wasn't holy smokes. We've got a message in a bottle here. Cool. So anyway, it was about two-thirds full of water. So like it had a cork still in it, but the seal had obviously you know, for 90 years. Yeah. Um, but you could still read it. Like It's pretty clear, huh. weirdly. Um, so anyway, the... It says, the, the note said, will the person who finds this bottle put, return this paper to George Morrow Sheboygan? George Morrow Sheboygan, Michigan, and tell where it was found. Hmm. 
So you anyway, won $10 million. Yeah, right. Exactly. Please so, claim it within the week. Anyway, they found, they were able to find the guy's daughter That's on awesome. the internet. Pretty cool. That's yeah. Uh, police stop exorcism in Home Depot lumber, lumber aisle. Are they exercising the lumber? <laughs> Maybe the lumber prices. The wood. Um, Exercise the wood. Pennsylvania police claim they were called. Of course, it was Pennsylvania. It was a bunch of fucking yinzers. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Pennsylvania police claim they were called to a Home Depot on a report of disorderly people having an exorcism in the lumber aisle. Boy, that's a niche law. Yeah. The exorcism was for the dead trees, and the would-be exorcists were escorted out of the building. The incident was described in only 27 words, part of a long list of the small town department's daily log of calls, but the post has drawn attention due to its bizarre quality and had been shared more than 550 times as of Thursday. What the fuck were they trying to do? An exorcism is to drive out a demon. Did the trees have demons? I, so yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't Keyboard know that this is a Christian I mean, thing more as much as it's like some weird New Age. You got to get the bad uh, wood elves out. Yeah, I, it's whatever. Keep who are the who are the wood people? The Saturns or is it something else? Satyrs. Satyrs. Saturns. Saturn. Those know. are planets. Satyrs have a ring around them. You can't even see it with your eyes. Yeah, fuck that guy from Skillet, too. Yeah, what a cunt he turned out to be. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who would have guessed? I, I didn't think he was going to be that bad, but man, he really is a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got some comments in there. Some people really shouldn't be parents. Yep. That's <laughs> a little... Re- I'm just now taking a look at the comments. Sorry for our four listeners. Uh, <laughs> all right. You done? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, ten fascinating websites to waste your time on here. Any? Uh oh. Um, Jizzmuzzle.com. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, it'd be fucking fantastic. It'd be number eleven. Uh, iBleach.me. Oh no. It's uh no, it's just pictures of like baby Bleached animals. buttholes. <laughs> just baby animals. It's like, iBleach.me. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a cl- just to cleanse your mind of the horror of the internet. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Why uh, iBleach.me? Eye bleach. Eye bleach. Like, it cleans your eyes from seeing shit on the internet. Oh. So after you go to Pornhub, Michael, you can go to I thought the letter I. I thought it was like as an no. eye bleach no, dot I bleach. me. I bleach me is what I thought you were saying. I assumed it was a nope. butthole bleaching nope. website. It's not. No, it's not at all. Um, that, that's a good idea. That's a million dollar idea. <laughs> Number two, wait, uh, waste time with pointer pointer. Uh, it's basically a website where... Sometimes you look at something and think, why would anyone create this? That's probably how you'll feel about pointer pointer. Just move your pointer, and the site will find a photo of someone pointing at your pointer. What? <laughs> so you literally put your pointer on the screen, and it will find a photo of someone pointing at your pointer. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Wikipedia has a list of conspiracy theories that you can, you oh. can go dig up, okay. dig around on. Um, are they Wikipedia-centric conspiracy you guys, theories? It's, Wiki, it's Wikipedia articles. Do you articles, guys get yeah. into those at all? Conspiracy theories yeah. or Wikipedia no, <laughs> conspiracies? Well, either one, really. But I'd like to know about a... I, I, c- conspiracy theories fascinate me. Oh, I, yeah. I don't believe fucking any of them, although the JFK thing, there's a lot of fucking evidence, yeah. all right? It's all yeah. circumstantial, mm-hmm. however. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to listen to Coast I, to Coast there's, AM. There's a lot of questions. Let's yeah. put it that way. I used to listen to Coast to Coast AM, and it's all like 
conspiracy theories, aliens. Um, oh, uh, I was talking about aliens, Sasquatches, and mm-hmm. ghosts. Ev- they cover everything, yeah. and some of that stuff. Like these, these people genuinely do believe. I them. know that, and there that's, is some bad. That's shit. what's what's most fascinating to me is not the the idea that they're trying to sell, but how sold they are yes. that it is an actual thing, right? I remember somebody tried to the whole. I don't remember there was a fa- the famous video that the guy quote disproved or proved that nine eleven was like a inside job. Or yeah. Whatever. Like I remember when that came out like years and years ago, and somebody was like, "There's this is some pretty convincing stuff." And I watched it, and I, I called him. And I was like, "He was like, what do you think?" I was like, "Yeah, no, what do you, what do you think, man?" Yeah. He was like, "Why I not?" Know, I was like, "Because this stuff. guy's still alive." Like, you really think that the government, if they were trying to cover something like that up yeah. that huge, that's that why that guy would talk. be fucking alive? That's why they're letting no, him talk. Fuck because, that. Because no, fuck that. Because they're hiding in plain sight. We're not going down this fucking rabbit hole. Like Stargate. Not I, I did Like, it. there is, a, there is, a, there Michael, is an up. actual Stargate Michael, shut in up. the Cheyenne Mountain complex, guys, and they let the TV show happen just so people wouldn't think it was true. Boy. They're, the pyramids were... Landing platforms for spaceships. My, Michael, drop. Is, my, Michael is sort of making QAnon sound sane right now. <laughs> uh, number four, live kitten cam. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and I told my kids today, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> nope. Nope. Too late. You got- I said, do you know what my favorite cat is? <laughs> Don't it. say it, Michael. Don't say it. You just told me to. I know what you're gonna say. It's your fault. I said a dead cat. My favorite cat. God, you're a, you're an awful person. You're Sorry. kind of a shit human. Being. Like, I, like, I, my, like my cats. I, my cats are saints. I'm allergic to them. So. <laughs> well, by I, all I means, make my, sure you murder as many as you can. Hey, I saw my favorite cat on the way here. This is to Michael, goddammit! You're you are a genius. That's somebody's pet. That's somebody's pet. It's a fucking anymore. ghoul. Not anymore. You fucking ghoul. Jesus Christ. I quit. I'm done. With little Sebastian. Stop so it. Little Sebastian Fucking stop. You think you think the cat really enjoys eating kibble and shitting in clay? God. It's your fault. I know. It's fucking your fault. <laughs> All right, there's a number of other ones. This last Jesus Christ, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> you go to Michael's house, <laughs> walk outside with a shotgun. <laughs> Sorry, kids. He puts two behind their ear. Boo <laughs> boo. You always double tap. Oh my God! Poor oh. mittens. <laughs> I live on in our hearts. Packing up the. I'm done. Fuck it. The clay. He's he's God planted. He's just he's gone. I'm. In the plastic shell. <sighs> we bought at Walmart. <laughs> Can't believe them. I will say one thing: cats are good for killing mice. Yeah, I'll give them that. Kind of what they do. All right, Matt, go ahead. And they're cuddlers. I love my cats. You're a shithead. I loved my cat till it made me cry. <laughs> made the the whites of my eye swell up, and then now I say fuck them. 
I hope they all die. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm allergic to cats is what's wrong with me. What the fuck is wrong? I'm allergic to cats too, but what the fuck fuck is wrong with you? Seriously. Jesus Christ. You're going to be okay, bud. What's the the next one? I don't need... Nope, we got to have a palate cleanser. Well, no, I mean, I wasn't even finished with this fucking thing. I was going to do one more. Dude, I'm about to walk off this fucking podcast. Stop it. I need this website. Deal with some pent-up aggression with eel slap. <laughs> you slap her. You literally just slap somebody with a virtual eel. That's all it is. Well, what about the eels and their feelings? <laughs> eel That's somebody's pet. Eel slap. Yeah. Is it like eelslap.com? I, it doesn't give... The, it's, it barely it, does well, I'm give a, the kind website. of afraid to put eel slap. Yeah, I know, right? I want to get an urban dictionary. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't provide a link to that one, which is weird. It does the, all the others. Um, well, um, here we go. Here goes nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's not an actual website, so it's not eelslap.com. I wouldn't think so. Probably can just Google eel slap. Davy Davy Slus Slus is trying to get us to eyebleach.com. <laughs> one nervous. more story. Mississippi man spends 15 hours at Waffle House after finishing last in Fantasy Football League. (laughs) Is this like a punishment? Yeah. So for every waffle he ate, he could shave an hour off his 24-hour penalty. He started with 24 hours. He had to spend at Waffle House. A lot of waffles. So he he, he live-tweeted it. So uh, LMFAO's Party Rock is blurring, and I've ordered my seventh (laughs) waffle. My editor is here to show support, and it's time to lay this bad boy down and get moving. Quitters never win, and winners never quit. Um. Yeah, he basically he, he got through about seven waffles in that period. He said he wanted to die. Like I he, mean, I yeah. would think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so we can't mean, even say this mean joke. Waffle House. Waffle House. Waffle House. That's gonna make sense later in the podcast. Yeah, you'll see it. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Waffle House is fantastic, but that's oh, a I lot. It is. There's no way. And I mean, he like I said, he could shave an hour off, so he kind of had to do this, or he would be stuck there for 24 hours. So he had to keep eating waffles. Just to get the fuck out of there, like God. I mean, the whole—that's a bad punishment. Yeah, there's no greater hell than somebody like making you indulge in something that you love until you hate it. Like that's that's a pretty well manufactured. He said he doesn't want to waffle ever again. Like he's like, I'm never waffling again. That's the worst fucking punishment. Nine waffles is what he ate. Oh, yeah. How many could you eat? I could probably do two. At a time, yeah. No, like, I, are you talking about do, like the the big ones, like the, the Waffle House waffles? No, at Waffle House, I never. I don't think I've ever had them. What? The waffles? Are you waffles. serious? I usually have like eggs and bacon. Oh and fuck, dude, we gotta hash browns. We gotta remedy this. Is it like the the the, the those sizes? It's, it's about it's a plate size of a yeah, plate. Yeah, it's like plate size. Like yeah. a, so that's pretty big. It's a big. Yeah, it's and pretty good. You drown that motherfucker in butter and syrup, man. It's oh boy, yeah, I, I could, could do one, and I'm I could probably do two. I wouldn't feel good. No. Mm-mm, but I, I could I could probably do too. I need to see these waffles. <laughs> he said, "Hello, is hour seven where we st- where we stand? Six waffles consumed, eleven hours remain. Insides are in shambles." <laughs> but two kind Mississippians came in and gave me rollates. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out those people. Your boy is in pain. <laughs> yeah, boy, I bet he, he just shit furious <laughs> or not. Oh man, like, it might have just bound him up forever. Could, yeah, God, that's a lot of bread. Boy, anyway, that's all I got. All right. Uh, oh, we haven't got could, to his story I yet. could just annihilate a fucking Waffle House waffle right now. <laughs> I bet you could. Oh, my God. Dude, and some fucking hash browns mm-hmm. scattered and smothered and chunked. Waffle House. <laughs> um, or, you know, is it smothered and 
Scattered, smothered, and chunked. I can't remember the names. Can you chunk a waffle? No, no, no. That's the hash browns. Yeah. No, I don't think you can <laughs> chunk a waffle. You're going to put ham on it? Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the chunk? Ham? Yeah. I do, like, ha- I do ham, jalapenos, like tomatoes, a, and onions. I've made bacon waffles before. It's like a spin off of that. Chicken and waffles, ham and waffles. Dude, fucking bacon waffles. Mm-hmm. And then you, it's going to sound weird. You put the, you put the syrup over it uh, when you get it done. And then you put a fucking uh, over easy egg over the top of it. Fuck me. It is. <laughs> Boy. Right, is there any place in town that's. No. Wait, is Indy's open? I don't know. No, not this late. Shit. They probably close like seven. <laughs> <laughs> After the blue light special, blue yeah. plate special. Well, you can't get there. How the fuck do you even get there? No, Catapult. <laughs> I can't get any more. All right. Popeyes offers an I don't know meal for the undecided <laughs> diner. It's literally their, their most popular items in one meal um so fries and a chicken sandwich wood smash yep chicken <laughs> chicken sandwich uh what do you want i don't know like okay great i'll get that for you then dude that new bk chicken spicy chicken today. sandwich it is i had one today fucking unbelievable yep. i have never i have never been a burger king fan like nope, i will I every either. once in a blue moon i'll try and i'll be like oh that's why i don't like it that spicy chicken sandwich hand breaded is oh my god it's, it's good. so good yeah Got to get yeah. that one, Mikey. Uh, three ninety nine for the for the I don't know meal at Popeyes. And if you yeah. if you order it through the app, it you get uh, premium lemonade. It, it's a chicken sandwich. It's as um, opposed to what's unleaded? premium. As opposed lemonade. to unleaded. I don't know what premium <laughs> lemonade is, but I want some. It comes with like one lemon rind in it. All right. Um, a, yes, this the chicken. That's the worst mm-hmm. name ever. I it did is. not call the chicken. No, I said just give me the spicy chicken. <laughs> Can I have sandwich? a number seven, please. Yeah. That's what I said. Um, a butcher is selling hot so dogs. So Charlie tells me you're a bitcher. <laughs> Don't act me. like you're irritated when we interrupt. bottle, bottle. Do you link your own sausage? God. <laughs> There's going to be a full-on fist fight tonight between yeah, you there two. Might be. I'm, not, I'm just going to be sitting I'm not even here. mad. I'm just <laughs> amused at him being mad about stupid shit. <laughs> It's like he's never listened to this goddamn podcast before in his life. Now he has a conscience. A butcher is now selling hot dogs shaped like hamburgers, and people aren't sure what to think. It is a hot dog shaped like a hamburger. Why can't we just leave stuff alone? <laughs> just serve a goddamn, just serve a goddamn, hot, goddamn dog. hot dog, man. What the? It, it's a perfectly fine. It's in a fantastic. But maybe vessel. you're maybe you're out of hot dog buns. All you have are hamburger buns. This is well, the we were turns out we were poor when we were little, and a lot of times we did it on white bread. You remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd still do that shit. <laughs> do you really? Oh, I can't deal time. with it. No. I, mean, I cannot white deal with white bread. bread. Oh my mm, god, white bread! White bread is so it's awful, tacky, it's and awful. No. it's like a dessert. It is. Like <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> Would you like bread pudding without the flavor? Just take one bite off a quarter of Wonder Bread. So the question is, how is this different from bologna? How do hot dogs differ from bologna other than shape? They don't. They don't. I've I said don't. it's rolled up bologna it's for the years. Same goddamn meat. Yeah. So yeah, you can get a, a hamburger, hot dog, whatever. <laughs> That's it. It's a solid business model. Mm-hmm. It's a great business model. I, yeah. The business model. <laughs> you want some news items from uh, Coast to Coast AM? <laughs> no. I'll just read the, the titles. <laughs> Thousands of racing pigeons across United Kingdom mysteriously vanish. 
Well, he probably went somewhere else you couldn't see. A tarot reader in Omaha accuses accused of pulling $20,000 switcheroo on a client. This is like the weekly world news. <laughs> it, it's, it pretty much is. But these, are, these are very... Uh, I miss the weekly world news, man. <laughs> I really do. Uh-huh. Like, somebody I, went to journalism I, I, school. I'm pretty sure. Somebody our, went to journalism school, and that's where I'm they I'm pretty sure up. that our 45th president had some headlines in that at one point. Oh, I'm sure he did. They have a picture of um, of cows. They're all like with their eyes glowing because of the flash. Um, it says, the sight of these demonic cows caught in a dust storm may have you opting for a salad rather than a steak. <laughs> Mysterious group carrying suitcase stumps. Uh, police in England. Well, if they're demonic cows, they're already smoked. Yeah. Well, oh, man, I need to do a pulled pork over the weekend or something. Fuck. Lyme disease and how it affects children's extraterrestrial encounters. <laughs> it doesn't. It fucking kills them if you don't treat it. Well, yeah. And, yeah, this is the, the theory of how they have a secret role the aliens do in the bug-borne virus. <laughs> Yeah, this is coast to coast AM. Is that when they ram the ovipositor down your throat and laid their eggs in your chest? <laughs> I'm yeah. not an alien. I just finished that today. It's on it's Hulu. So good. Is it really? Oh shit. Yep. Everybody at some point in your life, MST3K. You, you have movie. to watch the MST3K, the movie where they watch This Island Earth. Fantastic. Oh my god. Absolutely, it holds up. I got it in high school. Mm-hmm. I got a copy of it from a friend in high it came school. Came out like ninety six. And or you something. had never seen it, and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, you have got mm-hmm. to see this. It's one of the funniest things I've ever watched. It's so good. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, ready to go. Oh, wow. I am Metaluna. Ready to go, Foofy? <laughs> sure. All right. Um, Hannah Kate is coming on the podcast. Uh, her Twitter is Freedom's Bride, at Freedom's Bride. It's also um, Instagram, at Freedom's Bride. Yeah. Um, had a conversation with her about... Um, her story. Uh, we're going to give a, a real hearty content warning, trigger warning um, for uh, specifically regarding sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, if that's not something, there's also some conversation about suicide. Um, yeah. So if that's not your thing, skip over this. Yep. Um, yeah. Any other warnings? We need no, to I think that's, I think that covers it. Yep. So uh, here's our conversation with Hannah Kate soon as I find the button. Hannah Kate, are you there? Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. We're off to just a smashing start. We're just start. doing excellent today. Just excellent. Um, thank you again for coming on the show. Um, we're we're super pumped to uh, to have you on and to talk about uh, your story. Um, when when I I first heard about your story, it was on Twitter. Um, I had seen a few people retweet some of your tweets. Um, and first off, I was struck by how much of a badass you are. Just complete utter badass. Um, <laughs> And, and you are kind of going straight into the belly of the beast and calling people out for their shit. Um, I know I'm using a lot of curse words. I apologize. This is an explicit podcast. So, uh, you know, <laughs> okay. Um, so, so thank you for telling your story. Thank you for exposing some of the, the darker stuff, stuff, shit that is going on in the, and I can't stop saying shit, uh, the, the, that's going on in the church. 
Um, but for for our listeners, uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, by your upbringing, where are you from? Um, tell us whatever parts of your story you feel comfortable with. Yeah, so um, uh, I'm the oldest of six siblings. Um, we were all raised by my mom and dad, um, who my dad was um, a Southern Baptist pastor and manager of Lifeway. Um, at one point, he was an employee for uh, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, as well as a student, um, and is a student at Midwestern. And so, um, and then my mom was a stay-at-home mom and um, a Sunday school teacher. So we kind of lived the life of SBC kids, you know, um, and we were homeschooled. So. Okay. So, you know, that just adds like another layer. Yeah, of- yeah. I was going to ask. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was thinking it, but I wasn't sure. I, I was homeschooled um, from sixth grade on. So I have a yeah. little taste of that, but not not the f- I had a Becca homeschooling. I don't know if you did that, I, but I, yeah. I did that for a while. But then but then my parents thought that they were too liberal. Oh, so- yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you no, know it's bad when a Becca's liberal. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so my dad, he pastored several churches, was really involved in the Southern Baptist um, Convention, and um, unfortunately was also a perpetrator of abuse, um, particularly sexual abuse. And um, so about two years ago, um, I got completely free of the abuse, and I and my three adult siblings went forward to the police and then came forward to the public to try to um, help other potential victims of his abuse um, feel free to come forward. And so um, now I am a student at the University of Kentucky. And- oh, no. We're losers all the way. Oh, well, okay. So here's the thing. Like, I kind of have, like, a love-hate relationship because, like, I love my school and I love my professors. But, like, I bleed orange. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a volunteer <laughs> fan. Oh, so, like, you can imagine, like, the inner conflict I have with <laughs> yeah. <coincidence>. Totally. <laughs> yeah, so I I am here, and I live with my cat, um, Nick Scarlett, who's actually a boy, because I didn't realize it was a boy. Um, <laughs> you know, so, there's ways to tell those things. Well, I thought it was a <laughs> and then the vet was like, no, that's a set of balls. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's what those are. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, that makes sense. And now you can't change the name. I mean, yeah. you just can't. No, I mean, Miss Charlotte is just cute. So, um, so yeah, so I'm just here um, trying to build my life. And that's yeah. It. I eat Taco Bell every day, you know. <laughs> every day, what, what what's your go-to Taco Bell? So I always get the beef burritos, but like if I'm feeling extra fancy and feel like <laughs> splurging, I get like a Crunchwrap Supreme with extra. Oh man! Cream. Yeah, and then sometimes yeah, those things are great. And Taco Bell in the same day because like you just sometimes are struggling and you need that extra boost <laughs> like nutrition, and so that's what I go for. <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so we, we've seen that, um, you know, 
white, predominantly white men are the worst. Uh, so, so <laughs> if twenty twenty taught us nothing. <laughs> it's true. Uh, um, so. So we've seen many people, um, and this is a question actually from one of our one of the female listeners who reached out to us on Twitter and said we needed to have you on. I was like, is there any questions we should ask? This was the question they had. Um, so we've seen so many people um, have come out of the church and said that you are ruining the church and bringing down the church, etc. As a female, the power these words hold and is astronomical. But overall, females in the church don't hold this kind of power. What is your experience as a female in the SBC and uh, how have you found power in speaking out? Um, and, and now that you've stepped out beyond the SBC, what are some of the views you hold as, as to how they treat women in the cognitive dissonance of those claims? It's a really wordy question, but like, <laughs> no, it's a good question. It's a really um, relevant question to both my experience and the experience of a lot of women in the church. Um, I think first you have to recognize that there are two types of power that exist. There's a power that um, is sourced out of evil and there's a power that's sourced out of good. And um, the power and the words that are used to destroy people and tear people down, um, those, those are lies. And the power that comes from words that build one another up and honor a person's um, worth, those come out of truth. And so um, kind of dealing first off with a lot of the hatred I've received over the past couple of years since speaking out, um, I have to ask myself, why are these men, why are these pastors spewing this power of evil in their words? Why are they trying to tear me down? And I think a deep root of that comes from fear um, because American Christianity has taught us to be fearful of who we actually are and our abilities. Um, a lot of a lot of pastors and a lot of a lot of lay people, a lot of just everyday Christians are put under this pressure of constantly having to live above reproach in order to be considered faithful. And I think the live above reproach gets taken out of context and taken too far. Um, so these men, they see a young woman who is telling the truth about the leaders that they've um, put in office. They're telling the truth about people that they've looked up to, people they've given a platform to, or sometimes telling the truth about themselves. Yeah. And they see that and they get afraid because they think, oh no, the church is going to see I'm not living above reproach. When in reality, what they, what the church should have prepared them for is um, to be able to, to be able to lean on the Holy spirit and not on their understanding of what a faithful life looks like. Um, there's a lot of people who are afraid of repentance and what actual repentance looks like, which is, facing your sin and then taking active steps to turn away from your sin. And um, we don't teach that. We don't, we teach that repentance is a one-time deal. You walk the aisle, you say a prayer, you've repented, you have a clean slate and everything forward is just, mm -hmm. you know, in discrepancy. Yeah. And um, we don't, 
we don't teach that repentance has to be continual and that there is safety and healing in repentance. And so these men, they, they see someone confronting them with the evil that they've perpetrated and they get fearful. And when anyone is fearful, what's your first thing you're going to do? You're going to rise up to a defense. You're going to rise up and you're going to act up out of the emotions of, um, fear and um, anxiety and insecurity, and you will attack anyone who makes you feel insecure in who you are. And so I think that's where a lot of the words come from. And by recognizing the root of those words, it, it helps me realize that the truth I'm saying is not the problem. It's the evil they're living in. That's the problem. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like you're, it's like you're, I, I wonder if some of the reaction to you, the negative reaction to you from the powers that be is that you are causing them by, by stepping up and, and saying the things that you're saying, you're causing a crisis for them. And so like, generally speaking, white men in this country don't want to do that. No. <laughs> so the natural response is, to I mean it's it's kind of the same thing with like the things that are happening with race in our country yeah, like absolutely. there's a group of people that are saying we really need to ask the tough questions and really face our history and there's another group of people going no that's all that's all shit that's all bullshit and yeah. so you can't teach it in school like you know so it seems like the same thing is kind of happening now where you're you're causing and I don't mean this bad I mean this in the best way you're causing a a, a crisis mm -hmm. in the SBC and so you've got people probably in the SBC that are saying we have to we've got to address this like we can't just like this has to stop we have to figure this out and then another group of people like the people that come after you that are saying no like that's all that she's just trying to destroy the church she's i'm sure you've been accused of like being in league with <laughs> satan and everything else and like just in the last two weeks <laughs> i'm just i like every day i'm finding youtube videos of grown men talking about me and my tweets and i'm like <laughs> i'm a college student y'all <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So, you're living you're living rent free in their heads is what you're doing yes <laughs> i i hear on the internet that you uh, have coffee with satan twice a week at least <laughs> no only if he picks up the tab right okay. is, is satan an iced coffee guy or is he more of a hot coffee to you know he really <laughs> likes that nitro shit like the, where it adds like the carbonation yes of yeah. course yeah yeah, that's kind of his go-to, I've noticed. You're talking to two guys that actually fix that equipment. Yeah, so, we, yeah we, we work on coffee equipment. <laughs> yeah, we know what you're talking about. We know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and I, I could just imagine Satan being mad when the nitro machine is down. <laughs> well, I've seen plenty of white suburban women yeah. be mad. It's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so, so in all seriousness, so you're getting a, some harassment. You're getting people driving to your house um you're, you're getting people threatening you and, yeah. and causing you to feel unsafe mm -hmm. and, and what blows my mind are that these people would probably claim to be christian and pastors and pastors like yeah. it blows my mind how how do you balance that 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 trauma that you're living in still with with just that fear um and and, and you know the trauma of others and, and still maintain any kind of faith any kind of relationship with with god uh, and has that led to um 
deconstruction and not necessarily um, deconstruction of like the, the church, but or maybe is the church and not necessarily God. There's the question. Just go for it. <laughs> I'm going to lob that one at you. Yeah. So um, as far as how it's affected my trauma and how I balance it, like I have severe PTSD. Sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, there have been seasons where it's just been so intense that I can't respond in a healthy way. I can't care for myself in a healthy way. And I really have to rely on others. Um, thankfully, I'm one of those people, whenever I have a task in front of me, I go into survival mode. And um, I just kind of, I, I hurt by what's said, but then at the same time, I just think I've got shit to get done. So I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Um, so, and I mean, that's part of, that's part of what happens when you've been raised in abusive situations your whole life is you learn how to function under intense circumstances and still get stuff done. Um, and so I, I think the past couple of months, especially I've just been in that survival mode, sure. um, just trying to think, okay, I want this accomplished. I want this person to, I, adjust this you know i have a whole list of things i want to accomplish over the next few months regarding this issue and um so really just trying to stay focused um on the purpose uh, for addressing this and then also i mean it is really hard uh, when i go to bed at night and i get phone calls um and i get or somebody will send me they'll be like oh did you see this youtube video or uh, a pastor will say I'm an enemy of Christ. And like, it is really difficult for me to reconcile um, that they are leadership in the church because I, I, I don't, I, and I don't have an answer for this and I may never have an answer for this. I don't understand why God doesn't prevent that from happening. Mm. Um, if I'm just being blunt, sure. I, yeah. That's something I just don't understand. I don't understand why, um, you know, a lot of times in church we'll sing Jesus is a defender. And that's something I struggle with because he doesn't always defend us. I mean, yeah. just quite frankly, he didn't defend me from my abuse. And while he has defended me from other things, he hasn't always um, prevented evil from happening to me. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, so that's something I wrestle with. And I think just being honest about it instead of trying to pretend that I have it figured out that it's too much pressure to pretend. And so just being honest, that's probably the most healing thing for me. And I think that honesty and that humility that you have is, is absolutely scary to those people who, who think that they have everything figured out. They think that they've got all the answers and you're, you're chipping away with authenticity of, of your story and, and uh, your experience. And, and, and it shakes them to their core because everything that they think uh, about who God is, uh, you bring into question by merely existing, you know, by, by saying your experience and speaking, speaking the truth out about what's going on. Um, how, how, so, so in terms of like 
God in the church? Where, where are you at with, with them? So I love and hate the church. Um, and that love and hatred is equal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I will never say that I don't hate the church. Um, but I also will say that I love the church. Um, because it's really hard in evangelical culture to be frustrated with the parts of Christianity that are not gospel centered and express that frustration and still be accepted by the actual church. Um, There's not a lot of room to express that. Um, There's not a lot of room for people to question or call out evil or say, hey, this is a man-made structure. These traditions are not biblically founded. This is just a culture thing, you know? Um, And so for me, I love the people. Um, I respect the people. As far as the denomination, I don't, it's kind of like America. My allegiance isn't to America. My allegiance (laughs) is to truth. My allegiance is to, and so like my allegiance isn't to the American church. My allegiance isn't to Southern Baptists or Presbyterians or it, it's, it's, it should be to truth. Um, And so I think sometimes it's just hard to facilitate that conversation without people immediately closing their ears and um, saying, oh, you just reject the gospel. When in reality, you just reject the man-made tenet. Yep. Yeah. You're, you're speaking to, to our, our audience, largely people who um, are either in the church, have left the church or, or, or have Somewhere been hurt by between. the church. And, <laughs> yeah. and so you're not alone in, in feeling that tension of like, this is something you came from. I, I came from, you know, evangelical type church yeah. mm-hmm. and it's still in my bones. And, and well, and we were evangelical pastors. Yeah. Yeah. For at sure. One point. So, so it, but now I, I see um, some of the darkness that's there and I just, it's hard to reconcile um, my pain with their um, uh, unwillingness to look inside of themselves. Yeah. So yeah. when and you, and when we questioned that we, in, in our in respective ways got booted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, we're, there's a number of reasons we're not pastors anymore in a, in a, in an organizational sense. Here's one. <laughs> lots, lots of bourbon. Um, uh, boy, you are in, you are deep in bourbon country too right now. You, you need to get on that. I'm like 10 minutes from the Woodford distillery. Yeah, I know you are. Yeah. So like bourbon trail is right here. After, after we get done, uh, we could, we could talk about, I could send you to some really good distilleries. We've been oh, down please. there a few times. Yeah. Please. So, but like you're, you're talking to, to guys that to use lack of a better term, know how the sausage is made. Yeah. Like we've seen the grossness of the church. We've seen, I, I haven't personally seen it to the level of what has ha- what happened to you and what's going on a large, larger scale in the SBC. We weren't denominational, mm-hmm. which is its own. Denomination, we were non-denominational, which was yeah, it's its own denomination. We're yeah. going to do whatever we want, yeah. <laughs> which leads to its own fun. We don't um, answer to anybody. Yeah. So, 
you know, you're talking to guys that dealt with that, that I think at one point under like thought in similar ways to some of those guys, not in the, the weird abusive stuff, but like theologically, I think we were sort of raised in a similar vein. Um, And so you're, you're just like, we've seen, and once you see the, the darkness of the church, like you can't unsee any of that. No, you can't. It stays I, with you. It, it does. And it's like, you know, my, my parents are still evangelicals and they're good. They're great people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll have discussions with my mom and like, I'll question things that her church is doing and she just can't, it doesn't like, it doesn't even register because how could anything bad come out of this place that I love? You know what I mean? Like, and so I'm sitting here telling you, no, mom, the entire thing revolves around money. I don't know if you know that or not, but like <laughs> that every decision that's made for God in quotes is about money. So, um, anyway, I think I, I say all that to say that you're, you're just, you're doing great work and you're doing work that is so necessary. Uh, so all that you don't need, you, you probably know this, but all that enemies of Christ stuff, that's bullshit. Okay. We know the Bible too. So like none of that's true. Um, so like, I, I I'm just saying a lot to say that you're doing necessary work that I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very Christ-like in a lot of ways because what did, I mean, one of the main ministries of Jesus was he called out the existing religious structure. This is evil. The way we're, the way you are doing this is evil. Like you're oppressing people. You, you know, cross the seas to make a single convert, make him twice the sons of hell that you are like, this is what he did. He unmasked like serious problems and abuses of power and authority and everything else in the synagogues of the day. So, um, so when, when did you get the idea to head to the, the Southern Baptist convention? So in 2018, um, I was still in the abuse and, Um, I was attending a Southern Baptist church. And when I first started attending the church, um, I didn't tell anybody who my dad was or who my family was, because for one, I would hear different pastors talk about him and be like, oh, did you hear so-and-so? I'm going to say his name, but um, they're they're like, did you hear he's doing this now and he's doing that? And so um, I didn't tell anyone I was his daughter. Um, I didn't tell anybody what was going on at home. I didn't. And I, and I maintained that for two years straight, um, from 2016 to 2018. Um, and then, um, I, so in 2016, um, my parents had me go to my grandparents' house because they felt like I was too rebellious to be a part of the family. Um, And my grandparents were in Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, so in 2018, after two years of, you know, just kind of hiding everything, um, I, there was a child protective service um, investigation for my younger siblings care. And uh, the detective told me that if I wanted to get my siblings out and get them safe, I, my best chance was to go to every jurisdiction we had ever lived and file a police report and start an investigation to try to get charges. And I mean, we moved over 20 times by the time I was 12. So 
um, there was a lot of jurisdictions. Um, so that was that was in um, April of 2018 when he told me that. And um, but in January of that year, Jules Woodson, um, I don't know if you're familiar with her. She's an amazing survivor and advocate. Um, she had come forward about how the SBC had mishandled her abuse. And um, then later in January of 2018, Rachel Den Hollander gave her victim impact statement. Right. And um, I, I just tell you, like, I was I was in the abuse and every single night I would watch that video of her giving her statement. And I would say, someday I'm going to be strong enough to do that. And um, by February of 2018, the Houston Chronicle had come out with the abuse of faith issue, um, kind of exposing the overwhelming problems of sexual abuse within the SBC. And um, that's when I found out that Rachel Den Hollander was going to be speaking at the ERLC's um, SBC annual event. Um, on the topic of sexual abuse. And so I wrote her a letter and I gave her just kind of a brief explanation of my situation. And she goes, please come. I'm going to meet with you. I'll sit down with you. We'll talk. And um, she was so kind, so, so gracious. And so in June of 2019, um, this was a year after I had started um, sharing with my current church about the abuse. And this whole past year, my pastor had said, I don't believe you. You're just meant to He wouldn't let me go to the police. Um, and so, you know, a year later, I pack up and I could only afford to stay in the hotel for one night. So I literally slept in downtown Birmingham in my car for like three nights. Um, but like I was committed to going and um, I just went up to different leaders and I said, hey, and they'd be like, oh, you're his daughter. And I was like, yeah, I just have a question. Like, why didn't you do anything to help? And I asked because, um, you know, the first time I disclosed was when I was eight to a Southern boy. And then I continued to disclose to pastors and professors over the years and was never believed. And so I just went up to them and I just said, why? And you could just see the look of shock on their face. And they just would just be like, um, either they'd be like, I don't believe that about your dad. Or they would say, I had no idea. Or I'm so sorry. I'm praying for you. And there was really no plan of action. Nobody mm. asked if I was still in the abuse. Nobody asked if I had filed with police. And so that was really hard. Um, but that week I did meet with Rachel and Jacob, her husband, and Rachel promised me, she said, uh, whenever you go to court, I'm going to stand right next to you and we will face your dad together. And um, that week I came forward publicly um, in a Twitter thread, like <laughs> I've had Twitter since 2015 and I just um, have always... Like I had like 27 followers. So social media, <laughs> like I had a flip phone until last year. So social media and technology, not my jam. Um, but yeah, so I just came forward publicly and a lot of um, SBC leaders picked it up and shared it. And they're like, this is why we're here this year. Um, and so that really um, began a journey for me to actually 
not just, I had been disclosing my abuse for years, but now I was pursuing justice and reconciliation with both the legal system and the church. And so um, a few weeks later, Rachel went with me to the police station. I filed my first police report. Um, a couple day, a couple weeks later, my siblings um, had been contacted by the investigator, and all three siblings filed uh, corroborating reports. Um, and then eventually, throughout the year, um, they all came forward publicly. We issued a public statement listing the affiliations, um, churches, institutions my dad had been a part of. And um, met with Dr. Moeller, met with, you know, multiple Southern Baptist leaders. Um, and so for the last two years, I have been urging Southern Baptist leaders to address this issue. Um, and it's been very difficult because there hasn't been the response needed. And so I just decided, you know, I'm going to go back again to the SBC and see if I can make a difference. And so uh, last, uh, it was last, uh, not this past January, the January before, um, I was like, I'm going to go back again. And then they canceled the SBC last year. So, mm, right. so then, um, so I've been planning for, you know, over a year to come. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that, that happened right for the, for this past, for this year. How long ago was that? Uh, about two weeks ago, I think two weeks today. Okay. Um, so <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about what happened there this time and kind of, um, their decision, uh, regarding, uh, the, the issue that was presented, uh, and then, um, kind of your thoughts on, on their response. Yeah, so for years, um, survivors like Krista Brown and Jules Woodson and Tiffany Thigpen, um, they had all been advocating, uh, trying to get the SBC to address the issue of sexual abuse with different reforms like a database or um, not allowing pastors who had abused back in the pulpit. Um, and so over the last couple of years, since 2019, uh, the executive committee um, of the Southern Baptist Convention had authorized the credentials committee to then disfellowship churches who had mishandled abuse. Oh. Um, but unfortunately, when all of us survivors went through the whole process, told our stories, um, we were told that none of the churches had done anything that went against the Baptist Ugh. message. And so that was very devastating. Especially, yeah. Um, after exposing yourself publicly, right. yeah. called a whore by pastors, um, say, people emailing you saying you're a cloak of darkness on the church, um, people saying that you're lying. Um, after all of that, after doing every single thing the SBC had asked us going to the police, filing reports, um, speaking out after all of that, just to hear, yeah, well, they still affirm the Baptist faith and message. So there's really nothing we can do, but we're proud of your, we're proud of your bravery. Like that was, oh. devastating. that was, Gee, thanks. um, and, and maddening. It was so, yeah. it was such a slap in the face. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, 
And a lot of us got those letters from the SBC last summer. Um, and so we had been talking about this for a long time. Well, Russell Moore actually, um, there was letters leaked um, <laughs> that <laughs> from Russell Moore um, kind of summarizing everything survivors had been saying for years that the executive committee had been intimidating and bullying and covering up abuse. Um, and so those those were released um, several weeks back. And um, two past, actually three pastors, uh, Todd Benkirk, Grant Gaines, and um, Ronnie Parrott, they, they saw that and they immediately started reaching out to survivors and um, taking the input of survivors to try to figure out what motions we could pass um, to address the issue. So one of the motions was a motion for um, a task force to be appointed by the new SBC president, which would be comprised of um, sexual abuse experts, um, legal aid, survivors, um, all uh, and mental health professionals, all um, who would be able to come together and determine a third party investigator to investigate the claims of mishandling of abuse within the executive committee and the SBC. Um, and so that was, that was like the big motion that um, Grant and Ronnie were working on and uh, they collaborated with a lot of survivors. They, I mean, they were just incredible. It, it shocked me, like mm -hmm. it absolutely shocked me. Um, and then uh, there is another motion and um, I'm, a, I'm a little confused about what that motion was, but it was, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it was very- Very church language? Um. More like polity related. Oh, sure. okay. So, you know, SBC polity is very complex. Right. Um, and so I didn't quite understand all of it, but I know I know the person who brought it and I know that it was for the benefit of survivors because other advocates were like, This is good. Sure. I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so before the week before the convention, um I and several other survivors um, formed a joint statement addressing what we wanted the SBC to vote on and change on for survive for the benefit of survivors this next week specifically. Um, and we issued that statement. And then the statement was kind of a summary of the two motions that were being presented um, because we didn't want to, if we ask for more than what the SBC is willing to do, they're right. not going to pay attention to what we're saying. That's sure. the yeah. reality of church politics. Yep. Um, and so we kept it pretty basic, pretty simple, but it was still really powerful um, because if passed, it would mean that the executive committee would essentially be held accountable. Um, and so then I got to the SBC on Saturday night and I was networking with different pastors and meeting with different people. And then um, Monday morning, early Monday morning, um, Jules made the comment. She said, man, it would be great if every single person at the SBC could get a copy, a hard copy of this. And I was like, and like Jules was 
back at home and she like just tweeted that and so like i'm here like by myself and i'm like okay I get like 20,000 plus. <laughs> and so I immediately texted Jules. I was like, Jules, you've got to get people to go to Staples and order copies. Cause it's like, it, it was like six, it was $60 for every like 150 copies. So for 20,000 copies, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and especially to get them on a rush. Cause yeah. Um, yeah. I needed to pass them out all on Monday and Tuesday and early Wednesday morning in order for them to be effective for the vote on Wednesday. Right. Um, and it was amazing to see. We, I mean, we got over 20,000 copies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had um, people volunteering, people showing up to pass them out. And um, every single seat in the arena had a copy of it on the seat. Wow. And um, I know I and others, I passed out over 7,000 copies on Monday. Wow. And um, so, so it was really like an amazing effort to see everybody come together. Um, but what was difficult was how uninformed the mass majority of the SBC was on this issue. And there was a lot of pushback. Um, I would hand someone a copy and they'd be like, oh, this is just the liberal agenda. Uh, or, uh, yeah, they, yeah, I know. And I mean, these are these are people, They, I don't think a majority of them have bad intentions. Yeah. I think they're just misinformed. And um, so they would, they would come back defensive. I had some people throw it on the floor, um, you know? So it was kind of like a mix, but for the most part, what was really amazing to see was um, the number of people who started out at the beginning of conversations so like defensive and angry and like, no, this is ridiculous, to by the end of our conversations, they would have compassion and be like, oh, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I saw a lot of that, which was encouraging. Um, and then on Tuesday, we they made the motions. Um, I stood next to Grant when he made his motion. Um, and then Wednesday, it got referred to the executive committee. <laughs> and basically what, ha what that meant was that the executive committee got to decide if the executive co committee was going to be the ones who appointed the person investigating them or not. Good and Lord. So, yeah. So, Grant, I walk in on Wednesday morning. I had had a really rough week. There had been some really bad interactions with some of the leaders. Yeah. And um, so I was really exhausted. And Wednesday morning I got dressed up. I was like, I'm going to go into here. This is going to be a good day. Like, and I was excited because I thought it was going to get voted on. And Grant just has this look on his face of like grief. And I just looked at him. I was like, what? And he goes, it got referred to the executive committee. And so I sat down and I just was like devastated. Um, but then <laughs> Todd Benkirk, one of the pastors who had made the other motion on sexual abuse, stood up and pretty much challenged it. And so the entire, it was like 98% of the people there voted for it to be voted on by the people. So basically, 
they voted for the motion to be taken out of control of the EC and into control of the messengers. And so then at um, three o'clock on Wednesday, we voted on the motion. It got passed. And yeah, it was That's a big awesome. It's a victory. Small yeah. victory, but still a victory. Yeah, it was a small, it was a small step. But yeah. a huge effort. Sure. So. Yeah, sure. So, what are your um, going forward? What would you want to see in this regard, like with this issue from the SBC? Like, what are your specific aims here? Um. So i have I have some that I am working towards publicly, and then there are some also that I'm working towards privately. Sure. From a more legal standpoint. I, uh, um, sure. Understood. Um, but publicly what I can say that I would like to see is the SBC, instead of worshiping their autonomy, um, focusing on the people mm. and, um, how I think how they can do it is by actually listening to survivors and applying what the survivors are suggesting because we get a whole lot of, I want to hear your story. I want to hear your story. And then every time we make suggestions, they argue with us. Right. And so we have to like convince them to listen to us, even though right. they reached out to us. And so yeah. um, I think that would be a huge shift, but also um, disfellowshipping churches that have enabled abuse and um, bringing legal support to survivors. Um, I, I, I believe 100% that if abuse happens in an SBC church, um, I think the SBC needs to take care of that survivor. They need to be, sure. there, there is no reason why I should be paying an attorney <laughs> to get a domestic violence order against my dad. There's no right. reason why I have to pay an attorney every single time my dad violates that domestic violence order. And the reason for that is because I reported the abuse. I wouldn't be in this situation right. if the SBC had done the right thing. And so I think the SBC really needs to stop thinking in abstracts and stop thinking in hypothetical well, we're carrying well today, or we're going to do a podcast about it. We're going to do a YouTube video about it. We're going to like, we're going to get a banner with a bulletin and we're going to share statistics. No, you need to be the hands and feet of Jesus and you need to take care of God's people practically, financially, um, legally. Um, and so I think that's, that's really where my heart is. Personally. That's interesting. It's interesting that your first, your first answer to what were the specifics was something much bigger than just this issue. Like you, you basically said it, it's a, it's a structural evil. Like yeah. the way the entire edifice is set up is the problem. Mm -hmm. And that this issue of covering up sexual abuse is essentially a symptom of the problem. It's not the problem. It's a symptom of a much larger problem i think that's that's just interesting how the you know the first i think that's great the first thing you said was like listen we got to take the power this isn't just it can't just be about like a corporation it has to literally be about people yeah i mean that's the whole why if it's not that then why are we here right. and, and and now now i see now now i see i think really why so many people are are mad at you because you're challenging not it's not just it's not just uh, exposing like a, a covered up problem you're you're 
exposing that like the entire thing is rotten from the core. And when you do that, man, like, I mean, that's once again, I, you know, that's that's what Jesus did. Like, <laughs> he was like, this thing is rotten to the core. The core is the problem. Everything else is just a symptom. Like, here's the here's the real issue. It's like, you know, why do you clean the inside of the cup when, or the outside of the cup when the inside's full of greed and lies and hypocrisy? And like, that's essentially what you're saying. And so you're talking you're talking about. I mean, it's it's really inspiring talking to you because you're talking about taking on a, I mean, just a, and changing a monstrous organization. Huge, I mean, not not monstrous, well, I guess sort of monstrous in the, that way too, but like huge, like a huge structural thing. Like what, and I guess, I, I guess here's a question that kind of goes along with that. What keeps you in it? Like I, I, we, we have a lot of people on that we talk to on the podcast that we interview and that's sort of always my question. People on varying degrees of like that have varying grievances, rightly so against the church. You have every right to say, uh, fuck this. I'm out. exactly. So like if anybody has a reason to walk away from all this and just say, burn it to the fucking ground, it would be you, but you don't. And so what, what's your motivator there? Like what, why do you, why do you stay with it? Um, I think, First, because institutions are not worth saving, but people are. And um, I, I truly believe that the blood of Jesus Christ was shed for people and that he finds worth in people. And so I, you know, I do it for survivors. I do it for people who have been wounded, but also I do it because the people doing the wounding, they are worthy of being loved and brought into grace and living a life of freedom. They're worth being fought for. And I think, I think, I, I mean, that's, that's really the only reason because I'll tell you going, going to the SBC was it was so traumatizing being around pastors and people I'd grown up my whole life who wouldn't even speak to me or, or who would their eyes at me or leaders who would say that I'm harming the denomination. And like it, I mean, it's a traumatic experience, but like Jesus died to himself for people who hated him. And who am I to say that I don't have to do that? Like, who am I to say? well, this person's harmed me, so they're not worth it anymore. They're not worth saving. They're not right. worth rescuing. I don't have that right. Hmm. You have a lot more grace than I do. I guess <laughs> I I you, are, you are a much better person than uh, uh, us in this room. Uh, um, <laughs> we, we, I think we briefly touched on... Um, on the politics aspect of it. Um, this isn't a political issue. It's not, it's not fucking no. a political issue. Yeah, this just this isn't. is definitely not. <laughs> no. no. So, so politics aside, what are your thoughts of the church's embrace of someone like Donald Trump, who is a well-documented ab abuser? How, how do you, why does it have to be politicized? Why, what do you, what do you, how do you feel about that? Um, I feel I, like I have good setups and then I'll just <laughs> throw it to you. No. So I think it's a couple of things. Um, first, people are more um, infatuated with politics than they are the gospel. <laughs> yeah. um, 
end with power than they are with people. And so um, things get politicized because everything that individuals are digesting and being influenced by and dedicating their life to revolves around politics and power and what boosts them, what makes them in a place um, of authority. And, um, and so I think that's one issue, but then also, I think it's just easier for people. It's easier for people to do what is culturally normal than it is to not be conformed to the culture. And what's interesting is um, one of the ongoing themes throughout the SBC the last few years has been uh, the world is watching us. You know, we're not going to be conformed. But if you look at the structure of the SBC, the SBC has always been conformed to the image of the world, um, <laughs> starting with the founding of, of a denomination so that pastors can be slave owners. Um, if you look about, if you look at the way that women are not held in high regard, that's a reflection of the the late 1800s, early 1920s, 1950s, women should just have children and stay at home culture. And so, um, but there's a blindness to that. People don't see how conformed to the world we actually are. Um, and so to deflect from that, they say, well, we're going to point out the things in culture that are changing that make us uncomfortable. And we're going to say we're not going to conform to that. And every change that is happening that makes them uncomfortable, they portray in a light of evil against America. Yeah, sure. So, um, and and I, I really think it just boils down to that. Yeah. So while preparing for this interview, I was perusing your Twitter and went back mm -hmm. days and days and weeks. Um, <laughs> a lot of people have been doing that lately. I don't recommend it. I'm a very like flaky person. No, so. it's great. It's great. It, it's been, it's been Michael, total creep. Yeah, I am. A, I, I will, I will research <laughs> things. You're not yeah. The first one yeah. Hey, but I'm not coming to knock on your door. So <laughs> I, I'm just doing it for an interview. We're here to cheer yes. you on. Yeah. Uh, we're here to say yes. Um, uh, but, but, um, we had a mutual friend in Steve Austin. Um, and, um, I, I saw your comments about him, uh, on your Twitter. Um, and, and we're, we're so sorry for your loss. Um, it's been really hard on our community because we have, Steve has been on the show I, three or four times several times yeah. sometimes he would just pop in he would leave yeah. voicemails <laughs> and he he would just text us videos and like amongst other things um <laughs> and, and uh, uh, it's it's amazing to see how far his reach was um so so how did you meet steve um and what did he mean to you so when i first got on twitter in 2015 um like I said, I was still in the abuse and I was wrestling a lot with my identity and um, I was speaking a lot in abstracts on Twitter about my trauma without identifying what it was. And Steve was one of the first people to follow me and one of the first people to reach out to me. And um, he just 
it, he was like, Hey, I just want you to know there's space for your pain. And, um, and so that really began a friendship and I've been really open about how I struggle with suicidal tendencies on a regular basis. And I, um, you know, I've been very public about that because I, I don't think it's something you should be ashamed of. And Steve is the one who taught me that. Um, he's the one who taught me it's okay to be honest about that. And there were many nights that I would, um, there were many nights that I would just really be struggling and he was the person who brought me through it. And so, um, yeah, his reach really has had an impact on my life. Damn. I'm like, yeah, in tears now. Yeah. Um, it's I can't even say anything about like. We hear so many stories. Like yeah, that. it's. I mean, and we have our own stories with him, and I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, we hear it's just it's. We did an episode a couple weeks ago, in kind of a memorial. Yeah, and I mean, I I, I don't recommend it listening to it, <laughs> just because it was like I mean. It's yeah. mostly just us crying and yeah, I say it's mostly just us crying, us crying and talking, um, trying to not cry and talk. Yeah. So, but uh, I mean, we we hear we have had even in our community that we have set up around this podcast the amount of stories that we've heard. I mean, just like that, like, hey, like uh, he just it, stuff that it was completely under the radar. There was no publicity. There was no like it was just Steve doing what Steve yeah. does. You know what's so amazing about him? is that he created his own voice. Yep. He was not someone who rode the coattails of other people. Yep. As most like people with platforms do. He created his own platform and it was a genuine platform because he had a personal connection with every single person who followed him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean we hear those kinds of stories all the time of him like he just reaches out to somebody and then he starts oh. up this DM friendship of yeah. just checking on people. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I mean, we, we talked about it in our memorial podcast, yeah. like the ripples of his life are going to be felt and heard for like a long time. Like it's Absolutely. that kind of stuff. Yep. Absolutely. Thank you for, for sharing that yeah. story too. Cause it's just like, it's, you keep finding those little bits of, of who he was after the fact. It's just powerful. Yep. Um, one one so already from just the discussion that we were going to have you on the podcast we're already hearing stories of people who have experienced trauma uh similar to yours what would you say to anyone who is listening who has experienced trauma um and isn't sure what to do what would you say to them First, I would say, give yourself the space to grieve. Um, every single day, probably for the rest of your life, you're going to experience new loss. Um, it may be the first time you go to college and you realize your parents aren't there because they don't support you for coming forward. That's a loss. It may be your wedding day when you realize you don't have a dad to walk you down the aisle. That's a loss. Um, it may be when you experience different emotions that come up from previous 
um, traumatic experiences. And then that that good experience is robbed from you because of your previous experience. Like that's a loss. And so um, I would just encourage um, anyone who's experienced trauma to give space to grieve. And then also the burden of healing is not on you. Um, a lot of times in today's culture, we have um, pull yourself up by the bootstraps mentality, but you didn't cause your pain. You didn't inflict the wound. Um, and a lot of times people will, will step in and they have good intentions where they want to help. And they'll say, I'm going to send you to inpatient or I want you to do EMDR or I want you to do this type of therapy or do be involved in this kind of community. And, you know, this can be stuff coming from experts even that have helped others. Just because it doesn't work for you doesn't mean you're failing. Mm -hmm. um, and Jesus has patience for that. Um, when I think about the the blind man um, that Jesus healed, you know, Jesus is miracle worker, the king of all kings, and he has the opportunity to heal whomever he wants. And he's in this crowd and there's this man who he has no relationship with, who means nothing to him by anything this man has to offer. But Jesus sees him and instead of picking some kind of clean and um, magnificent um, method of healing that would just make Jesus look amazing, Jesus chose to stick his hands into the mud and get into the dirt and get his hands dirty. And he used mud of all things that Jesus could do. He used mud. And um, what was the first thing that the blind man said? He said, you know, in some translations, a pastor pointed this out to me. He goes, in some translations, it says the trees are dancing or the trees are walking to me. So we see um, that Jesus didn't completely heal him. Um, and I think that's really reflective of how healing from trauma is. You know, sometimes the process of healing is messy and muddy and has setbacks. Well, guess what? Jesus has patience for that. And sometimes that healing doesn't come completely on earth. And Jesus has patience for that as well. All right. Where can, um, where can people, let's talk about the future. Where can people follow your journey? Um, is there a way that people who are not affiliated with the SBC can support you? Where can people follow you? Um, so I'm just a college kid. So like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, um, I am hoping to graduate from law school in a few years and um, try to be more efficient with my advocacy from that standpoint. But um, right now people can follow me on Twitter if they want. Um, or they can follow me on Instagram and the handles are freedom spread. So nice. Um, all right. Lightning round. Are you ready? 
<laughs> All right. Um, I don't do fast questions. No, it's it's totally fine. If, if, if there's no fine. grading scale, yeah, here. you're not going to be judged if you have the wrong answer. And I hope you do have the wrong answer a couple times. Um, uh, what is your favorite cigar? Um, a chunky Kentucky Muat. What is that? I'm a cigar guy. I've never heard of that. What is that? Kentucky cured tobacco okay. and fat and it's dark and rich and it'll make a grown man choke. <laughs> so good. Uh, um, what is your favorite anime? Castlevania. Castlevania. I've not seen that one. Is it like based on like the old Nintendo game Castlevania? No. Okay. No. Well, I think I it is like loosely, that, like okay. loosely, like inspired by that. It's kind of like a Dracula type, right? Setting. Okay. Nice. Have you seen Attack on Titan? No. Oh, it's so good. All right. Sorry. I will check that out tonight. Yes, it's very good. It's uh, on Hulu. If you've got Hulu. Oh, uh, I do. Okay. I got all the streaming. So you have to, right? Yeah. Um, what is your beverage of choice? <laughs> Don't laugh. <laughs> vitamin d milk okay we just like powdered okay okay and that's the same for all of my adult siblings so we only had powdered milk growing up and i didn't even know it came in a jug liquefied until i was an adult and i was like this is the greatest thing ever so now me and all my siblings that's all we drink you know that's perfectly valid that's that's the best answer it really is holy crap that's crazy (laughs) oh man um What's the last album you listened to start to finish? Common Hymnals album. Um, Michael's like, what's up? They're like a social justice collective who writes hymns based off of current issues. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's right up your alley, Michael. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite musician or band? (sighs) Okay. I go back and forth between Alan Jackson and John Denver. Okay. Oh like, my gosh. <laughs> okay. You're, are you are you an old soul? Don't laugh at me, but I also really love the Gaithers. I've seen them in concert three times, and every single time Bill Gaither has remembered my name, so I get really excited about that. From Anderson, Indiana, I That's believe. Your, your claim right? to fame, Bill Gaither knows me. Bill. G- <laughs> That's the title. Of the that's going to be the title of the episode. Yeah. Bill Gaither knows me. That's so funny. Oh my gosh! Imagine all the people searching in the podcast Bill Gaither and they find our shitty podcast. <laughs> what is this? Oh, sorry not not from he wasn't from Anderson. He was from Alexandria, Indiana. Oh, not so terribly cool. far from here. Um, so. What is your favorite TV show of all time? Gunsmoke. God smoke. smoke. You really are an old soul, oh, aren't I you? I love this. I am, but I love the ones with Chester because he's my favorite. I like Festus when he sings, but I think that he's my favorite. But Chester is like my favorite. We have never had a Gunsmoke reference I don't think in we've ever, had ever on this no, podcast. Amazing. Great. Wow. Do you believe in the multiverse? I do. Oh, yes. All right. What is the best TV show theme song? Gidget with Sally Field. Gidget? Uh, wait, from the 80s, Gidget? Was it the 80s? Um, it was actually from the 60s, but... It, it was? Yeah. Gidget. Is that something that... What? I don't even know I've what that is. It. I've heard of it. I, I've heard What Gidget. was the premise of that show? 
So it was about this girl. Her mom died. She lived with her dad, who was a professor, and she lived on the beach in California. And every day she'd go surfing with her moon doggy, which was her boyfriend. And (laughs) they just do fun stuff. It was great. Wow. Yeah, Sally Field. It was her first prominent role. You have brought stuff out tonight that I never in a million years I thought think we'd this hear is a, I think this must all be homeschool stuff. It, <laughs> you know what's so funny is I didn't know about any of this until after I was out. Oh, okay, good, good. <laughs> That's so right. good. W- what goes on a hot dog? Chili, gravy, and cheese. Gravy? Wait, are you talking like white gravy? Oh, yeah. Really? What Boy, kind of- I have never heard of that. It's pretty legit. I got the idea from like my least favorite place because I can't say it right. I can't say the word. You know, Waffle House. Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> well, I will never call it anything but Waffle House. <laughs> Not going to happen. That's amazing. So, yeah, I got the idea from there. And then I was like, oh, this do is- they do they do that there? Well, they do it on hash browns. Like, oh, of course. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. So you just translated it from the hash, hash browns. I love Waffle dogs. House. Love it. So, yeah. So. All right. And we've talked about um, where people can find you online. Freedom's Bride on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for yeah, coming on the podcast. Thank Aww. you for what you're doing. Everything that you're doing is just phenomenal. Um, and if there's ever a time where we can you know if you want to come back on just let us know you got at least a couple white dudes cheering you on yep awesome this has been great now that you've your you can tell us what you think the five stars get red but one star is dead I tell you what, gentlemen, that is a damn fine uh, glass of whiskey right yeah, there. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that is a damn fine bourbon. We have a five star. What? <clears throat> what? Yep. Oh, wow. Play I whatever, needed this. Play whatever you're going to play, buddy. Laurel. There you go. Space Born, fuck yeah! Space Born, fuck yeah! Space Born, fuck yeah! Wow, God, dude! Jesus Christ! Get around! It's from Bryce Bryce Tolbert. Oh, Brycey? Uh, I don't know who that is. Yeah. I don't either. No fucking clue. Hey, hi, hi Bryce. Bryce. Get the pub, buddy. Uh, it's called a beautiful and perfect train wreck. Uh, oh, started well, li- started listening. Very, very started kind. listening about two years ago. I was a pastor to Reform Southern Baptist Church. Oh, oh shit! As Calvinist as Calvinist. No wonder can he get. has not. Wait, just wait. Okay. As Calvinist as Calvinist can get. A younger person at our church warned me about this podcast and how his friends were listening. So of course oh. I began to listen to know how to combat this heresy. Oh yes. This so, can't be real. Yeah. This is a five star? Yes. Because he knew we'd read it. I hope it's a rebuke. <laughs> I will admit my first 10 or so episodes I heard, they made me very angry. I hated everything this podcast stood for. Amen. The flippant. <laughs> Same. Same. I still do. The flippant and progressive theology, the lewd behavior and speech. What the fuck are you talking? Uh, 
So many times I wanted to shut it off and run away, but I didn't. And I'm so thankful I never did. These three strangers began making me feel more welcomed, valued, loved, and free to be myself than I'd ever encountered before. It was strange. As I began at the beginning and listened through the entire catalog, my God. Oh, my God. uh, My faith began to change. The slow tip away from inerrancy, then to affirming, then to liberal progressive, to ultimately an atheist. I know it's not the point. I know it's not the point is to take people from their faith, but you guys help me pull from pull me from such fear and heartache to freedom. Wow. For the first time in my life, I can finally say that I'm doing okay. The open discussion about meds and counseling has pushed me to begin my own journey through that. What a life changer. Not only have I stopped hating everyone around me, LOL, I have finally stopped hating myself. Uh, This would be the first time I'd ever admitted into the other into the ether and out of my mouth. that I'm a bisexual man. And it's because of you guys and your work and just being yourselves that you're not uh, that you're not only helping an old angry pill like me grow into a better and more whole human human being, but you're helping countless others do the same. I can only hope one day I can meet y'all to say thank you to your face. Love you guys. Damn. Wow. We were his stumbling Mm -hmm. block. Yeah. I mean, I think I said years ago we want, I wanted to do t-shirts for the pod that said we're the slippery slope your pastor warned you about. Yep. Quite frankly, quite honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, that's a hell of a review. That Dude, you got to you got to get in the pub, man. Like yeah. I got to know who this person is. Yeah. Like Holy shit. Yeah, that that, that was, uh, that's thank, a hell dude, of a Dude, I mean, yeah, thank you. I, I mean, thank you doesn't even cover it. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Um I love that you started hate listening. Yeah, that's I mean, the best. we've had it's not the only person uh, we've had do that. No, I wonder not. if he had to change his one star review to a five star review. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really yeah, good, if that's we a convert, very good point. If we converted him. Oh my god. That's wow, that yeah, that's bonkers. Yep. That's uh yeah. Huh. I don't know what to say about I, that. I, I mean, and I am kind of. Thank you. Thank, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Um, yeah. And you're welcome. It made I mean, me really we, fucking happy. Yeah. Yep. Are you guys ready for this? Week? See what you've done, Bryce. Have you guys started watching uh, Independence Day yet in preparation for Fourth of that July? So overrated. It's so I'm fucking sorry. great. No. It is so great. It's fun. It's absolutely it's ridiculous, fun. but it's fun. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I forget we will the not quote. go quietly the into the, the night. night. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Kick the tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Oh man! Thank Boy. God they blew Harry Connick <laughs> no away. Shit! God! Stop making albums. <laughs> Fuck yes. you, man! Oh Find a new sound, there, I, Harry. No, no. His, his, <laughs> I listened to like he was on um, the one of the shows for American Idol. He came back because he was a judge a long time ago, and it was god awful. <laughs> the worst thing I have heard ever. His new shit. Made it's out to terrible. his album a lot in college. Huh? Made out to one you, of his man, albums a lot ate, in college. You, you fucking you blew blue light that red, CD I, th- out. I think blue probably light, blue in light, that, red light. In that era, it was probably okay. What he's mm-hmm. doing now is not it was okay. like swing music. He mm-hmm. was like, yeah, mm-hmm. he he was good in Memphis Bell. Good flick. Oh yeah, he is in Memphis. Yeah, Bell. that's right. He looks like it. That's a good. Movie. It's like I good love that movie. movie. Matthew Modine. Fuck and, me. Yeah, he looks like a melting candle. No, <laughs> he's, he's probably getting up there in age, buddy. With hair plugs, yeah, he's probably getting up there. Does he have hair plugs or a piece? He probably has a so piece. he looks like Danny Trejo now. <laughs> no, it's definitely a white Old candle. Machete himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that guy, boy. 
He looks like a. He looks like somebody put him into face first into he, a wood chipper. He, he looks like somebody yeah. took. He looks like Boy. somebody took sandpaper to a leather purse. Yeah. Boy, yeah. he is rough. And then beat it with a leather. You think arm. he came out of his mother's womb looking like that? <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a ride. Yeah. He was in uh, wiping the blood off of the machete. I was watching Stargate Atlantis. The blade. <laughs> he was in an episode of Stargate Atlantis because why the fuck not? Speaking He's of, good in the uh, Spy Kids movies. <laughs> oh my god, he is. He's Uncle Machete. I don't think I don't think I've seen him since they came out in theaters. You gotta watch Spy Kids. It's it's all right. It it kind of holds up. It's no shock boy or shark boy and no, lava it's girl. No shark boy, but yeah. <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Uh, Brad, oh. any Twitter? Oh, uh, it's it's all a bunch of stuff from Dave Sloss. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dave. You're watching right now. Hey, Dave, uh, I'm glad you're here. I don't remember which ones that we have read of his. Or I don't he had a couple idea. today. Uh, if the guys from Pastor's Podcast reach the end of the Koan book without reaching enlightenment, can they get their money back? Yeah. <laughs> all $7. dollars yeah. of it. Fun fact, the books that, we, that, we, uh, <clears throat> that we're going through is no longer sold. Is it not? Like, no, not that version. Seriously, yeah, yeah. there's. I'm sure there's another is it one. Fraudulent? Is Probably. <laughs> no, because you could find these same koans on the internet. Uh, yeah, I think that's I've the thing. It. I think yeah. it's 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 free on the internet. Yeah, so yeah. people can't pony up six bucks for a hard copy. Jesus Christ. Uh, this is Dave again. Uh, listening to Pastor's Podcast episode two fifty four. Yet another professionally executed podcast, as we have come to expect. Wondering if that guy got three yeast infections. He had thrush thrice. I don't remember. I don't remember yeah, that don't remember either. That. But uh-uh. Thrush thrice. That's, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You put that in your tight five, Dave. That's yeah. good. Uh, I want to see Dave Sloss at a comedy. I do too. Thing. I bet he'd fucking murder. I bet he would. I too. bet he would absolutely murder. Yeah. All right. Uh, listening to a great Foofy and Pastors podcast, episode 254. I'm thinking, how can this be so good? Where's the train wreck? Ah, MJ Basinger saved it till the very end. Assuming you got his keys from and he survived the night. I did survive. Beaver Goon. Uh. Wow. Hashtag symphony of car crashes. Was that the night that, that you yeah. fucking baked? Yeah, I was gone. He was man. well past baked. I man. have never. He was a fucking never, well done steak, man. I found never a new dimension. around anybody that high. I found well. a new dimension that night. <laughs> yeah, you really did, man. <laughs> we're doing it, you guys. guys yeah, we're doing now it. that's a fucking t shirt. That idea. was the best. We're doing that's it, you guys. And, and, and whenever I said it, we're I was doing like, it, you we're guys. fucking doing it, man. <laughs> Yeah, that I, is a good T-shirt. It is it. really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, <laughs> the look on your face was so earnest, <laughs> like you were so yeah, fucking yeah. excited. Dude. It was literally like the gates of heaven opened up, and you got some fucking revelation, some gold tablet from on vision. And, and yeah. honestly, in the moment, it felt like that. It felt fucking like Maroney. It felt like we finally, <laughs> like we, like we were. I was aware that this thing that we're doing is being done. <laughs> And I mean, you know what? You slipped into the moment. I did. Amazingly it enough. was like, holy shit, we're doing it. Guys, this yeah. is it. We're here. We're living. 250 goddamn episodes. He's like, God, oh, we're doing I it. I swear to God, it is one of my all-time favorite podcast memories that I will cherish forever. <laughs> Looking over, and he just had his head buried in his hands. I legit didn't know if my thoughts were being recorded. <laughs> So I, I don't know. It. Honest to God, I have no idea how that episode got published. Oh, I don't either. Oh, I don't either. Yeah. Because you have to like edit some stuff. Oh, yeah. After this, I have to edit shit. <laughs> I have no idea. 
And, and here's the thing: is I listen. That's I haven't listened to it, our podcast in <laughs> years, and I listened back to that one because I couldn't remember <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then as I was listening, I was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that." But oh, yeah. it was. I was there for that. Yeah. Well, they weren't saying it twice at the same time. It wasn't in stereo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Like voice tracers. <laughs> band, 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 band. You are freaking well, we out, man. Hashtag sounds like his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that too. <laughs> Uh, hashtag Hut Slayer. <laughs> hashtag Miles and his two dads. <laughs> hashtag it's a new sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, uh, hashtag drink uh, drinking the live event. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, we are. Hashtag Cheers Mi- to that. Yeah. Hashtag Michael Michael's arsenal of bullshit. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then hashtag piss jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. We got lots, lots of piss. piss. <laughs> um. <laughs> hmm. Oh, right, oh that went down the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a. It's got a. high right Fuck! Oh my god, we gotta stop doing the Letterman impressions. They're that Letterman. T- yeah, they're fucking it's, terrible. That's pretty good. That's pretty I terrible. I give it a seven out of ten. That's because you're high. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what are we doing right now? Hashtags. Smashy oh, hashtags. <laughs> okay. Um, hashtag Woofle House. Uh, hashtag sounds like his fingers. What, what was that even? Fucking Elton right? John. Elton John. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Hashtag throw your racket down and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag hut slayer. Hashtag pastor's liquor cabinet. <laughs> oh, I was, I was going to be liquor locker. Damn it. Anyway. Uh, hashtag piss jungle. <laughs> It's piss jungle. Then, I want it to be piss jungle. And then hashtag chunka waffles. Chunk. I have that too. Chunka waffle. Oh, can you chunk a waffle? Yeah, can you chunk a waffle? That's waffle. Oh, chunk a waffle. Can chunk yeah. a waffle. I'd throw ham in a waffle. It'd be pretty fucking good. Yeah. Bacon that, waffle. I've had. I've that. had. Yeah, it's salty yeah. and sweet. It's fucking killer. Oh fuck. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why we're eating a waffle right now. Fuck me, man. All right, I've got hashtag sounds like his fingers. <laughs> Wooful House, which is my favorite. I do like that. Uh, Piss Jungle. <laughs> That's my winner, man. That's but, so fucking good. Butthole Bleaching. Yeah. Shitting in Clay. Charles <laughs> <laughs> of Clay cover band. <laughs> Shitting in Clay. I could Um, What are the odds that Dan Hasseltine's ever listened to our podcast? <laughs> I say slim to zero. <laughs> Yeah. He's probably. I, I don't, don't know. know. We've had Derek. He's friends with Derek. Derek's been on a ton. Yeah, I think they're friends. It's because they played at Creation <laughs> twenty years ago. Doesn't mean that they're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's so great that somebody that there somewhere there's a youth group where people are passing around our podcast. Yeah. It's like this dude, contraband that, drug. Of yeah. all that thing, that fucking blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. Hey, high school kids, we see you, yeah. we hear you. We're with you. <laughs> Keep at it. Yep. Keep asking those questions. Yeah. I love they were shame listening to us. Dude, and they, somebody, that's somebody, somebody, somebody was somebody fucking like, narked somebody them t- out. Narked them out. Yeah. To the this guy, like the a pastor. podcast narc. 
and then it backfired because the the guy now he's a goddamn atheist amazing that is one of the wildest fucking things i i just can't even i need I need you to like print that out. Or I'll send something. it to you. I, I just, took screenshots. I, I gotta to read you. it like well, that. My mom. Can Fuck you. you. <laughs> Fuck off, Michael. Can you print this text off for me? <laughs> this screenshot. Oh, this is very memorable. I took a screenshot. Can I'm gonna go to Walgreens and have them print it out for fifty four cents on their special days. Are you my mom? Look at this chain letter from 1997. Uh, it's been going on since then. Bill Gates will give me $100 if I pass this to 10 people. What are we doing? Piss jungle? Is that what we're doing? Yes. <laughs> piss jungle. I fucking love piss jungle. I love piss jungle. If you've listened to this episode in its entirety, hit us up on social media with the hashtag, hashtag piss jungle. <laughs> or Wooful House. I like Wooful House. Too. I do like that, too. Uh, we're on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. Uh, I'd probably name it. Nope. At MJ. Basically. I'm barely on Twitter, like ever. I don't even have it on my phone. Thanks so. again to Hannah Kate. Yeah, Hannah Kate. It was awesome. Freaking fantastic. Yep. What a what a beautiful beautiful soul, man. Seriously. I love that her uh, her her bio on Twitter says husband, father, pastor, theologian. Mine. Oh, that's what hers says. Wait, what? <laughs> Hannah, Hannah Kate says. Husband, father, pastor, theologian. It's it's a joke. Wait, isn't that? I thought that's what mine said. Does yours say that? Oh God, I hope it does. I don't remember on Instagram. Maybe I don't know what it says on Twitter. I've been on Twitter in literally years outside of a podcast account. Yeah. Now I'm really curious if yours says that. Oh no, no, yours says one of the three inglorious bastards, mid-century haberdasher, facial hair enthusiast. <laughs> On your website is just muzzle.com. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> oh man! Bye, everybody. Yeah, bye. We'll see you. Uh... <laughs> oh, we. Oh, by the way, we're bye. not going. We're not going to be on here next week. So, are sorry. We, not, we decided we we're weren't going to do anything. Uh, no, I'm, next week uh, we are. I'm going to be on vacation. Not next week. You're not. Next week I'm not. No, it's <laughs> July 5th. Michael you're doing the same week I am. <laughs> Everything <laughs> is weird right now. Hold on. Let me. Let me. It's, you're not check on my vacation calendar. next week. You're definitely oh, not. Oh, yeah. We're going to be back next week. God. It's the week after. We're not going to be around. <laughs> Two weeks. Are we are not going to do anything? We're going to be on we're vacation. Be vacation. Oh, you're both I on mean, vacation. you can yeah, do a podcast time. by yourself, but oddly, you'll be working. Are you going to be gone this weekend? Yeah. Holy fuck. I'm so confused. I'm going to be gone this weekend to till Monday. Okay. I'm going to work, and then I'm going to go on vacation the following week. Oh. And that's what, is that when you're going to New Orleans? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do we need to watch the dog this week? <laughs> yes, you do. God, just in this. <laughs> yes, you need to watch the dog.